The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, Exactware, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geek Show Podcast, welcome to it. Geekshowpodcast.com is uh, where you can go to find uh, videos and merchandise, uh, videos of the show right there in the video link and all that. I'll tell you more about that coming up. Uh, on today's episode, uh, recorded uh, live in the basement, we've got uh, uh, some stories that I've gathered uh, from news from New York Comic Con, some casting news and new projects that are coming out, things like that. We talk a little bit about Star Trek, we answer your questions. Uh, Jimmy reviews Masterminds and Girl on a Train, and uh, Shannon joins us for Broken News, and we also have special guest Ryan Call from Salt Lake Comic Con. Also want to thank our sponsors who pay for this program. Of course, they keep the party going. Uh, Dr. Volt's Comet Connection, they offer a, a hold service. It's free, and with that, you get a 10% discount on purchases over $20 and the previews catalog for free, so you'll never miss a thing. They're open seven days a week, 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake, Dr. Volt's. Cabin Fever, of course, the most wonderful time of year at Cabin Fever, celebrating the creepy, kooky, mysterious, and spooky. It is October, located in the heart of Trolley Square. Uh, it is on the corner of 500 South, 700 East in downtown Salt Lake City. Go see him, Cabin Fever. Also, Chef Daniel Cantu. He has a home delivery service geared for those of you who can't cook, won't cook, or are just too darn busy to cook. Menu changes weekly. You can order as much or as little as you'd like. No commitment to order every week. All the details are at cantuscatering.com. For more information, that's C-A-N-T-U-S-Catering.com. Or give him a call at 801-359-6035. Also want to thank Anime Bonsai. We're going to be up there on the Saturday. Anime Bonsai, Utah's premier cosplay and Japanese comic culture event, October 21st through the 23rd at the Davis Convention Center. Go to animebonsai.org for ticket and schedule information and look for Geek Show. We will be there on Saturday. And uh, while you are at the website, geekshowpodcast.com, be sure to uh, support. Click on the merch button and uh, pick up some stuff. We got t shirts, we got flasks, we got sunglasses, and uh, Excitable James is always changing that up in there, uh, getting new, new stuff, shot glasses, things like that. It's changing all the time, so go and see us. Follow us on our uh, social media. We're on Twitter. Uh, Facebook, Periscope, and Snapchat under one word, Geek Show. We're on Instagram at Geek Show Podcast. And text the word, one word, Geek Show to 33986. And uh, who knows, you might win tickets to stuff. Or at the very least, you'll get a gentle reminder to listen to the show every week. And we thank you for doing that. All right. The episode is Arrow Brothers. Please to enjoy. Tom, Tom, get this to the printer, he says. Arnold Zola. Arnold Zola. Oh, thank you. Oh, of course. The rocket landed in the pie face man moon's eye. What's three? What's three? What's three? What's three? I have an update. I'm old. I can't remember Are you? anything. I got an erection. <laughs> if I'm going to see a movie, I'm going to need my lap blanket. Lee gotcha. said he has a pretty good tolerance for porn. The following that's... series has been canceled in progress. Geekshowpodcast.com And welcome back to the basement. Woohoo! I am the basement. <laughs> You've yeah. become the basement. I am basement man. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. You alright? Yep. Is your candy uh, particularly... Uh, Sufficiently sour. Challenging? Mmm. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. I've decided. I've decided. I'm, I'm going to announce. I want to go back in time. Just a year. Alright. Until um, 
2015 Lee that everything's going to be okay. That everything's going to be okay? Good. And that it, it might also be you perhaps know, awesome. It's true. 2015 Lee was a little uh, nervous. Oh, he was, he nervous was scared. Nervous yeah. He was really scared. And he had reason to be. But 2016 Lee, doing all right. But um, am I telling 2015 Lee about Trump, though? Oh, he knew. Say, what about that two percent margin? That's part of <laughs> that's part of the reason why 2015 Lee was so nervous. He knew about Trump because he had already been, you know, because when he went and saw Rogue One, yeah. his time machine. Now wait, is this 2015 Lee is also a time traveler? Yeah, oh. I've been time traveling for a long time. All okay. the Lees are time travelers. Yep. All right. Well, could yep. you do something about Trump then? Being I, it's it's failed 99.9 percent of the time. You, just, have you gone after Baby Trump? Is that an uh, no? I, that's I, the question. I, I tried, but I kept screwing up and killing Hitler instead. <laughs> Damn it! Is he a fixed point in the timeline? He's a fixed point in the timeline. Afraid he might be. It. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It scares the shit out of me. It's a no, it, it, it turns out my next trip back, I'm just going to go. He's actually Oompa Loompa number three in the original ah. Willy Wonka and oh. the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> that makes just sense. Hit him with that candy cane baseball yeah. bat. Veruca, come here. Help me out with this. All right. Uh, <laughs> I want it now, Daddy. <laughs> um, Not the first time I've heard that today, either. Hey, <laughs> oh. We introduce the uh, panel, starting over here at Podcast Right. Mr. Jimmy. Hello. Jimmy Martin. Ah, oh, God, I'm just terrified. Because where, where are we now? Are you going to like... make me sing? Yeah, sing. Do it. Sing it. Yeah. It's, see, it's uh, Rolling Stones, right? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yo, no, Carrie, I don't know. Who did it? <laughs> it's the B-52s. <laughs> it's ABBA. Was it Lou Rawls? <laughs> Lou Rawls. Do the weird Lou Al uh, I went down to the Chelsea drugstore to get my prescription filled. I was standing in line with Mr. Jimmy, and man, did he look pretty ill. Yeah. <laughs> this is hard for me because I can hear Green Day playing in the background. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, and I'm getting confused. And you're quoting Rolling Stones. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going, though. I like it. Uh, let's see. Where was I? Uh, and man, did it look pretty ill. We decided that we would have a soda. Yeah. My favorite flavor, cherry red. Yeah. I sung my song to Mr. Jimmy. What, how'd it go? And he said one word to me, and that was this. I'll say it to you. You can't can't always get what you want. Oh, but I said it like this. You can't always get what you want. This hurts my ears. But if you try sometimes, you you might find you get what you need. We need to stop singing. There's a 14-year-old call girl at the door. But I'm I'm still ill. (laughs) It wasn't your singing that hurt my ears. It was the Green Day Rolling Stones clash in my head. Well, next next episode, uh, it'll be uh, Sympathy for the Devil and why it's an important... Uh, Guns N' Roses version? Uh, Extraordinarily. No. Get out. <laughs> Get out right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, where can we find you? You can watch me on KSL. Back back to normal times because Rio is done killing Olympians. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, what'd you point at? The oh, best yeah. song ever recorded. Oh, you like Mr. Iggy? I, I like <laughs> this song an awful lot. It's actually my favorite Iggy Pop song. Oh, it is? Yep. Oh. It's a good song. Uh, big movie mouth off. Uh, you can listen to me on uh, uh, Arrow, uh, Mediocre Show, and Geek Show, and read me on Slug. All right. There you have it. Uh, Lee George Cade likes The Passenger by Iggy Pop. I, I really do. I like Iggy Pop in general, um, but this one in particular, it's it's kind of sinister. It is a little bit. In my mind. Interesting that a cruise line would use it. Interesting. Indeed. As their advertising. Indeed. Not it, like a company that's trying to help you get rid of parasites. Mm. The Passenger. The, the greatest <laughs> thing Iggy Pop ever did was The Crow 2. <laughs> I, 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 I thought. Boy, way to go out there! I way, thought. Way to get out on a limb. I thought yeah. perhaps his role in the Max Headroom television series trumped everything. <laughs> oh. so he was pretty good as the Wasteland DJ. Oh, mm-hmm. good one, good one. I've, I've heard of Iggy Pop. 
on, on the other hand, the uh, the the song Candy. Candy, candy, not candy, bad candy, for a pop song. Well, features um, uh, from the B fifty two. Kate, Kate, Kate from was the B. Kate? I think it was Kate. What was her last name? Beckinsale, Bosworth, Kate Frisch, one forty five East, thirteen hundred <laughs> exactly. South, Suite two hundred one, Salt Lake City, Utah. Open Monday through Friday for all your vegan needs. I might even sing the passenger to you, but probably not because they'll forget that I said all of this. Uh, and then anything else Lee George Cade related, just go to lgcade.com because I wanted to make a one-stop destination, not like CBS that wants you to get all the other shit together to watch their shows. I don't know what we're doing, but cool. We're clicking. We're clicking along. I think you're jumping through hoops. Yeah. Hoops. Sound of hoop jumping. Here's our hoop jumper designated driver and producer of the show, Quad T. Tony. I just jumped through a hoop. Just now? Yeah. It's pretty wow. good. It stuck the landing. Thank you. I'm very proud of my hoop jumping like skills. Like a gazelle. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your apple. <laughs> like, a mag- like a magnificently bearded I'm, gazelle. No you one's know. ever called me a gazelle. I, yeah. I, Usually I'm compared to things like rhinos. I was going to say, I love uh, you dearly. Bulls, bears. <laughs> not gazelle. Huh. <laughs> Where can we find you? Well, find me at gazelles.com. Oh. That's no, what the uh, G&G spot I don't think I'm going there. <laughs> I wouldn't if you're at work. The, at, the gazelle spot. Find me on Twitter at Quad T Tony or uh, on the Gadget Spot, a different podcast where we talk about uh, gadgets, games, and technology with Excitable James, myself, Owen, and Jaron. Plain old Owen and Jaron. Plain old Owen and Jaron. You know, it, it's called the G Spot, but I think you should. The Gazelle Spot. You should do a Gazelle podcast yeah. as well. Yeah. I think it wouldn't last very long. The G Spot. Oh, there's only so much you can do to talk about Gazelle. Oh, that's not true at all. Oh, yeah. No, I, I I know a gentleman who can talk about gazelles for 17 hours. Maybe you should Hi, have my him. name's Jimmy Martin. Let's talk about gazelles. Maybe you should have him on your I podcast. I should, yes. Yeah. Welcome, the G-Spot 2. G-Spot 2. Yeah. The Gazelle Spot. Uh-huh. The Sensual Gazelle Show. All right, so far that's the name of the episode is Gazelle Spot. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes you could bring in uh, David Bowie's widow. Ooh. I bet we could have an episode where we talk about the Lions podcast huh? and we just run I've... away the whole time. Just scream, oh. lions, because no. they eat gazelles. All right, t- take, oh. the, take that yeah, off. Take yeah, away. That, 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 you don't deserve, no. Yeah. You just lost the title. I'm glad that he said something dumber than I did. I made uh, an animal joke. You guys yeah. didn't like it. You well, touched the sun. You were there for a minute, and that, that was... <laughs> yep. Yeah. You know what? Exactly. <laughs> and then those, those wax wings melted, Icarus. I am so sorry. <laughs> we're too close. Lions are yep. cool animals. You don't want to be a sun toucher. That's uh, yep. Oh, God. I'm going to Google lions right now. <laughs> don't Google sun toucher. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in Shannon's spot while he's gleefully allowing the spirit of Las Vegas I to uh, I think he's dead by now. Kill him. He's actually become the vessel of Vegas. He is. Yeah. He's become Vegas. He's yeah. become one with the spirit of Vegas. Yeah, you're going to see the new commercials rolling out in mid-October. Hi. I used to be Shannon Barnes, and now I'm the vessel of Vegas. <laughs> he's like Ego the Living Planet, but just a yeah. giant bearded thing. Just sky. flowing. <laughs> what happens in me stays in me. <laughs> and we're all grateful. What I'm trying to say is Vegas has gone plaid. <laughs> Uh, sitting in uh, Shannon's chair, uh, keeping it warm. Ryan Call, everyone. Woo! Woo! Hey, Geek Show! Woo! Uh, Ryan is from uh, Salt Lake Comic Con. I am. And other stuff sure. that you can tell us about? Yeah, well, actually, the the other place that uh, that you could probably find me in the very near future is that uh, we're going to launch a podcast from Salt Lake Comic Con. We have a lot of programming that we've done oh, over really? the years. And so it's uh, it's time to get that out there. What have you guys done? I know. <laughs> it's only been seven shows. 
So would, we would, this, about that day. would this be like some of the celebrity panels and things like that? We'll or? do some of those. We'll do some of the, the shorter, sort of uh, smaller panels in the other rooms as well. So nice. we've got cool. a lot of things to choose from. Cool. Nice. All right. Is it all recorded, all seven shows? And- no. We've got uh, recordings of everything that the celebrities have done. Everything in a big room uh, we've got somewhere. Okay. Uh, but the, the smaller panels we've kind of grabbed here and there. Nice. No, oh, well, that's good. I'm, I look forward to that. I imagine uh, next time I talk to our host, Carrie Jackson, we'll talk a bit about that. Ooh. I'll, I'll give you a tip if you're ever hosting a celebrity panel. Wear pants, for God's sake. <laughs> we don't want to see your blinding white legs. I'm speaking about myself, of course. Oh, oh I thought you just meant like pants in general. No, wear oh, your see, I thought because there's something with the... Well, uh, I, I did the Stephen Amell, and, and, and then it was up you on... You did him too? Y- yes. Uh, <laughs> you guys are brothers. I know he has no... <laughs> Yes, he, he has call, no. He has no loyalty. They call you Arrow um, Brothers. We're Arrow Brothers. You both hit the same target. Maybe that's the Hey-o. name of the episode. I don't know. Arrow Brothers. Arrow Brothers. Uh, no, I saw on Salt Lake Comic Con website that there's the Stephen Amell interview, and I'm doing it, and I'm wearing shorts, and I'm like, why did I do that? This is this is now here forever. I, yeah, so, uh, comfort. So Amel's, Amel's, speed. Amel's a kilted interview. It, it, oh yeah, yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. Ease of access when I think Stephen Amell. Right. Right. Anyway, what? That's, um, I've heard you shouldn't wear skirts either. Either it's like a plaid. That, you know what I'm talking about? I don't. Oh, was it from it? from this show? From this last one? No, I think it was t- one or two ago. Someone was in the grand ballroom wearing a skirt that didn't wear something else. Oh, that Jay. <laughs> <laughs> well, they gave him the kilt for but, free. Uh, gave the front front row a pretty good view. Oh really? Oh, someone told me that. Yeah, right. well, I'm going to need to get this story. Yeah, we'll get this, uh, but not here. No. Not not the first time that's happened with Patrick Stewart. That's true. <laughs> well, he's a very proud man. <laughs> he likes a good skirt, and you would be too. I, I um, am. <laughs> I am. Uh, Monday through Friday, six to ten, X ninety six. All right. Um, we're gonna we're gonna take your uh, questions coming up in the second part of the show. We'll plow right through them. I've just got a couple of things, unless there's something that you guys want to talk about. I, mean, I just. I don't know. I'm still feeling bad about rolling out of Amel's bed and seeing your fedora hanging on the wall. I know. It was embarrassing, wasn't it? <laughs> Sounds like a Sugar Ray song. Did I bring... It is. Just, it's just tough because every time I'm over at Amel's house and Carrie shows up, I have to hide in the closet until he leaves. <laughs> this is getting weird. That's not getting weird. It's natural. Don't judge my love. Right. <laughs> Next time I'll call him on it. Please. I can see Lee's is toes. Lee in the closet? <laughs> I can smell that kale. <laughs> <laughs> mm, Kale by Fabergé. That's right. Uh, I don't know if I brought this story uh, here or not, but it's such a weird, wonderful story. You because you wouldn't tell. I know. Um, an artist puts a piece of themselves into their work, but the phrase has been taken to a new extreme. Oh. By the widow of the late Mark Grunwald. Who? Who? <laughs> a famed writer penciler. And editor of Captain America. Oh, you were just about to say that, huh? I was. <laughs> it, it's weird, like the story was structured that way or something. <laughs> Man, it's like they knew I was going to ask that question. <laughs> like you'd have a talk with Gina about this if you don't. <laughs> um, Touche. Uh, in a move that is as sweet as it is macabre. Macabre. I like Only that if word. you're rhyming it with candelabra. That's true. Otherwise, what? it's just macabre. Macabre. Yeah. Grunwald's widow. Catherine Schuler Grunwald sprinkled the base of the 13-foot-tall Captain America statue, you know, the one that's in Brooklyn now, with the writer's ashes. Huh. According hmm. to the New York Post, Schuler Grunwald didn't have permission to do this. <laughs> to to scatter his human cremains around the captain. <laughs> she was almost stopped. 
Uh, she said, at first no one cared, and then security came over. Obviously, Marvel doesn't want dead ashes on their properties. How long? But they're okay it? with the live ones. Yeah, they only want live ashes. How long did <laughs> it take her to spread those ashes for security to come? I wouldn't think it would take long. Scattering big man. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of ashes. That's no. called hauling ashes, is what that is. Hey yo. Uh, the scattering took place during the reveal ceremony for the statue in Brooklyn's Prospect Park. For uh, so she didn't even wait for him to reveal. The oh. <laughs> it was during the ceremony. All right. I think that's how security noticed. <laughs> Uh, tribute to the property, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it says, uh, uh, this isn't the only time that she has sprinkled his ashes somewhere. How many times has he died? <laughs> like I said, big man. Stop Lots burning me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, he's this, not dead. <laughs> this time when I die, don't cremate. I need a leg. <laughs> I feel happy. Uh, in fulfilling her husband's wishes, Schuler Grunwald has placed some of his ashes in a print run of his 1985 to 86 miniseries Squadron Supreme. Oh, Shades of Kiss. Uh, he died in 96 of a heart attack. She's still, 20 years later, has his ashes? Yeah. Wow. You don't want to use them all at once. No, seriously, she belongs on an episode of Hoarders. <laughs> so, yeah, she's just been taking them out. And yeah. We'll use half the ashes little, little today. sprinkle here, sprinkle there. We'll use half next year. Tossing about. The next Captain America movie, they're going to be at the premiere, and she's like, splash! <laughs> oh, right under Chris Evans. <laughs> God He's part of you now. He's part of you. Uh, let's see. Now, we're a, we're a month late, but, you know, I got kind of busy, and we didn't get to talk about the 50th anniversary of Star Trek. I did. You did? All by himself. <laughs> I, 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 just, I, whoever would listen. Did, to anybody? <laughs> We did a couple of panels at Comic Con. We did. I we wish did. I wish we had had some recordings going because they would be really great on a podcast. Hey, yeah. hmm. strangely yeah. enough, Ooh. one of them, pretty sure we grabbed. Cool. No, I, yeah, Star Trek's great stuff. Fiftieth anniversary though. Mm-hmm. It's showing its age well. It's beautiful. I how love about, it. How about some uh, some memories? Oh, costume design. It's phenomenal. <laughs> um, <laughs> they just changed uh, the the placeholder on Netflix to a picture of McCoy. And he's smiling with a red background. It's really endearing. You look at it, you think, I want to watch that show. <laughs> it's really great. Um, now, I wasn't old enough to see the original run. You were alive during the I original run. I was alive, run. but yeah. I, I wasn't. I, I, was, was, I was born the year it ended. I was watching Gumby. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was watching. I was watching Bullwinkle and then Star Trek. That too. Yeah. Uh, I didn't catch it until the reruns came around. Same after right. it had been canceled. I know Ryan saw them all as they, as they came out because he was there. <laughs> I, I was in the series, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a time traveler, too? Ladies, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, wow. his real name is Gene Roddenberry. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> not really dead. All those scattered cremains, not me. Yeah. <laughs> Gene Ryanberry. So what is his wife throwing at people? <laughs> oh, Gene, it'd be Gene She's Member Berry. She's dead, too, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gene Member Berries is what it would be. Gene Rottenberries. Oh, um, God, don't say Member Berries. Have you... <laughs> If you've been watching South Park, remember sorry. Star Trek? I know that wherever I know they're headed somewhere awful, or wherever it is, I know it's going to make me really mad because the, most of what they're they're basing on is Star Wars, and I'm not happy about it. <laughs> you remember Chewbacca? Remember other Chewbacca? <laughs> well, and I've only seen that first episode. That says it. it oh. It just oh, it, keep, it keeps right on the going. Second one. Oh, good. So, good. so, so what did you want to talk about? about I just, Star Trek I just, uh, just wanted to bring up Star Trek because we we didn't get a chance as a panel and no uh, to uh, to talk about it because I got busy. It's kind of the blueprint for everything, though. If, if you think about in, in general, like fan culture, uh, comic yeah. comic cons, mm-hmm. any, anything involving fan conventions, that's all Star Trek. What, can we go as far as to say that was the first? No, there were probably 
like Lord of the Rings cons or something? Uh, no. Much, no. If, if no. there were, they were not planned and organized. Star Trek conventions were the beginning of the con circuit. And that was that. I mean, you know, you had like That was when they got fantasy. out of people's garages, is what you're saying? For yeah, because before that it was like Renaissance fairs, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's about as far as you got. I mean, there were comic book conventions as well. Sure. But, but there there was that moment where the two of them sort of met and it was the the spectacle of bringing in the stars as well as celebrating your comics and well and, and there's documentation out there about the first star trek conventions and and uh, as a matter of fact it's probably in that book right there probably um but uh it it is really the blueprint i think oh the blueprint in a large way and and he's it's kind of funny because roddenberry gets so much credit when he really wasn't that great of a writer i mean the, yeah when when star trek worked best in the original series with people like dc uh, dc fontana were writing the stories not roddenberry because his stuff was a little too um well, this is, this is the guy who famously wanted to have, you know, Jesus and Kirk fighting on the bridge. Because you know? yeah. <laughs> why not? Well, who would win? Well, Kirk. <laughs> Obviously. But first, you teach him a thing or two about love. Love. Ah. Love. Love. Have you ever experienced love? Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, I just, I just wanted to, you know, kind of tip my hat to it because it's, it's, so, it's so damned important to me. Is it bad um, that when I think about Star Trek and, like, conventions and whatnot, the first thing that comes to my mind is John Lovett's. In Star Trek outfit with William Shatner on Saturday Night Live, telling him to get a life. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> I mean, like, like the greatest thing. But then I look at it, I go, "Yeah, that, yeah that's Shatner." <laughs> like, <No>. that's, <laughs> that sketch was actually kind of cathartic for me, believe it or not, because I I was angry at that type of fan. I didn't like that type of fan, and that's all I ran into at the small sci-fi conventions that I did attend. You know, we kind of prided ourselves on being the cool Star Trek guys, exactly, and not not the kind that showed up because we in costume. You know, and and I, I feel like that's the way. That's the way I'm a Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the cool one. <laughs> you get you get conventions twice a year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That nobody cosplays. <laughs> Which they should. They should. There should be some cosplay going on. I would on. definitely pay more attention. You would. If there was you? cosplay. Yeah. I'm a Lamanite. But but yeah, we uh I mean, we kind of prided ourselves on being the, the cool fans is yeah. that we loved it, mm-hmm. but we didn't let it rule our lives so much. We that thought. We thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they they were worse. You remember they? they no, were... no, no. I remember the the smell at the at the Salt Palace during that Star Trek convention we went to in the early early nineties. And uh, yeah, it, it was wasn't. The, it was, what it smell like? I not bathed. It was and and that's the stereotype. The stereotype is well, that that you know people don't bathe if they're if they're too big on a fandom, and that's changed drastically in has. the last in the last couple decades. Well, it became yeah. more streamlined and more yeah. you know mainstream. Well, it's back in uh, back in two thousand two, when Jeff and I were doing uh, Sci Fi Sunday Night, we went to a couple of cons and mm-hmm. recorded some stuff. And, and and I want I want y'all who have been to Salt Lake Comic Con to look at those videos. Mm-hmm. Because that's what it was really like. Uh, it wasn't this big spectacle that it is now. It was it was a bunch of really hardcore, sometimes intolerable people mm-hmm. uh, who were just very passionate about that thing that is their lives. Right. Where we were there, we had lives, but we also loved the stuff a lot. But we weren't afraid to laugh at it. We weren't afraid to laugh at it. Well, yeah. it's because it knew that we respected it enough to know that we were laughing with it and right. not at it. Right. You know. Well, we saw we saw in Leighton, uh, 
eight years ago. Yeah. When we when the show was still fairly new, and we went up and did that convention up there where uh, oh yeah yeah Boomer from the original Galacticus spent the entire convention smoking in the in the front lobby. <laughs> and I loved her for it. <laughs> it was it was just a it was just sad. The well, whole him, thing was I sad. Mean, it, you guys, obviously, I mean, I absolutely love Salt Lake Comic Con. I love, you know, how big it is and how fun it is and like that. But I actually, like, I mean, when I was a kid, like 15, 16, maybe when I just got my driver's license, I remember going to, like, cons that were, like, in shitty hotels. Oh, yeah. And there's, like, two ballrooms. Like, we, the, we had those. <laughs> well, I've, I've told the story many times about my first one that I went to. It was in Provo at the the Holiday Inn yeah. there in Provo. Yeah, or at the, at the uh, National Guard Armory. You know, yeah. and, and it's it was it was three rooms, essentially. One was a dealer's room, or it was yep. called the Huckster's Room at the time. Mm. And uh, then two rooms where a celebrity would come in. The big celebrity was Sheba from Battlestar Galactica <laughs> and Lockhart, who I was thrilled. And I wanted to, to be in her presence because I was in love with her. Every guy there, and let's be honest, it was all guys, was so shy they wouldn't go to the panel so there was like seven of us there they couldn't even be in the room with they her couldn't even be in the room oh, with her wow. so there's like seven of us there and she kind of looks around and goes is this it is this it oh let's go out into the garden area so i can smoke and we'll talk <laughs> <laughs> so she sat there and smoked and we talked about hey, remember that time that was cool wasn't it you know you pulled a chris farley Could interview you, basically. oh that that, that <laughs> wasn't was far enough. off base that was the marina yeah. search's interview at the first star trek convention i went to was <laughs> 55 guys standing in line to say remember that one time when you got pregnant from a space cloud that was awesome that was cool that was you know, what was it like being pregnant with the space cloud <laughs> <laughs> that poor woman <laughs> that it's poor called, woman it's called acting i, I want to see that one time at at Sully comic con where like Stephen amell or like john cena is like you know, I, I need a cigarette. So I'm gonna. Can we all go outside? Like, <laughs> yeah. Can we all go. We'll talk out there. Except for them, it'd be like, I need to do some push-ups and fresh air. Let's See, just go outside. But the difference now, because you say, remember that time you did this? Now the reversal of it is people asking about upcoming events, and yeah. they're like, I can't talk about it. Yeah. You know. No. <laughs> yeah. Or sometimes they'll drop some information. Uh, you did know, somebody drop information? Yeah. The last time that uh, w- that we had, uh, when we had uh, Anthony Mackie and Chris Evans here, they, they were talking quite a lot about Civil War and saying stuff that they had not said uh, previously. Really? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Because uh, well, it made it to the news. It did. And we, uh, I know Sebastian Stan didn't say shit unless it was in Romanian. <laughs> and I couldn't tell what it was. <laughs> <laughs> you did yeoman's work there. Yeah, right. I think the most, the most significant thing about Star Trek in particular, we, we've, we've touched on it quite a bit. I, you said something that kind of staggered me a couple months ago, that, that the world kind of needs Star Trek right now. Oh, more than ever. And it's that starry-eyed optimism. You know, we, we've, we've talked about the metaphor of we're either headed towards the, uh, the George Miller future or the Gene Roddenberry future. Oh, yeah. and, uh, sadly, now revisiting Star Trek as vividly as I have been, especially Deep Space Nine, uh, we do go through the George Miller future before we hit the Roddenberry future. Sometimes oh, I don't want because to. remember the bell the bell riots yeah. in DS nine yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's in in the mid in the in the teens the two thousand teens oh my when they're rounding up all the homeless people and putting them in camps because there's an epidemic of homelessness and they don't know what to do with them oh shit and there's a rebellion you had well, to do that didn't you wasn't first contact basically the end of the George Miller type it was scenario. the end of World War three yeah, yeah. They, and they, then they, they started into the gene the, 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 the petty tribes that destroyed each other to the point where technology was no longer usable right so yeah a two percent margin do you think that Brian Fuller is the guy that's going to be able to pull off starry out op- optimism absolutely based on certainly not based on Hannibal but <laughs> no but based off of pushing daisies absolutely and based sure. off of uh, based off of Wonderfalls which actually had a really cynical view 
of a woman with a messiah complex uh, that that manifested through inanimate objects. That but we're still bright and happy. Bright and, and happy. But yeah, you look at you look at uh, Pushing Daisies, which had the most Technicolor palette of any show. It really did in the longest time, where where they they pulled a Beetlejuice on any corpse that was on the show. It would look like it looked like one of the ghosts in Beetlejuice, you know. But it still managed to have death, murder, mayhem, singing. Um, it it did have that that optimism, but I think it can, I think he can go through the gut punches that Star Trek needs to have too. Sure. So because it does need to have those gut punches that come up and say this this these are the stakes. You know, uh, Alfie Woodard in, in in First Contact in particular when she's sitting yeah. in the observation deck on the Enterprise, looking down on it, and going, I, I didn't realize it was this small. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a great oh, that's a great moment. I forgot about that. One. Yeah, it's it's it, that's when I was going back to that last episode of uh, Agents of Shield where. Where the possessed Grant Ward and and the Sparky and Human are just sitting there staring at the at the Earth, dying and going, oh, okay, this is it. This is a good way to go. Ah, Kat and I were just talking about. Uh, she actually went with a couple of friends to go see Beyond. Yeah, great movie. And she came back. She's like, "How is that not doing well?" I was like, "Cynicism." That marketing, you know, I just I don't. I was like, I don't know. She's like, I loved it. Yeah, my, my like, daughter. It's fantastic. My daughter has never paid attention to Star Trek. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like with the new Star Wars. She never paid attention to Star Wars, which is impossible growing up in my house. Yeah, <laughs> um, but that new Star Trek movie just she came home and started drawing uniforms and writing fan fiction, really and getting excited about <laughs> oh, Star Trek. Good, and that's from Beyond. And we already knew it was special. Good, but yeah, she got so stoked about it and. Uh, yeah, I, I I hope that that's where we go. And then there's people who say, "Oh, well, that's just a socialist utopia." I'm fine with that. I'm, I, that's well, what yeah. I want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which of those two words are a problem? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you mean you mean that uh, we don't have to worry about what is it? The line that Picard says, and that it's it's early on in next gen. I know we, what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. We've um, we've we've moved beyond worrying about such things as money. We we've been able to focus on on art and on on exploring other things and other frontiers. And that's what the Federation's about. That's what Starfleet's about. Is it? Mm-hmm. exploring those brave new worlds and. How would it be? You know, you look at you look at things that are happening in Norway, where they're talking about if they don't tear themselves apart in the process, where they're talking about passing a bill that guarantees a basic quality of life. Wow, that's that's a mandate of all citizenship. In in that you you won't have it good. You'll just have it. You won't be out on the street. You won't be out on the street. You'll yeah. have you'll have those basic human rights that you're you should be entitled to, which is running water, sanitation, uh, heat, so that you don't freeze to death, uh, cooling, so you don't die in the heat. Uh, three meals. They don't have to be glamorous, you know, but basically enough to get by on. If you decide to do more for to yourself, go further, yeah. then fine. But, you know, we, we talk about, oh, we don't want to have a welfare state. We actually live in a welfare state because our taxes pay for everything that the people who can't afford to pay for end up going and getting services for anyway. So why not just pay for it up front so everybody can have it? And, exactly. and on top of that, pays for a lot of corporate welfare for people who could pay for it themselves. Exactly. Yeah, we're, we're bailing millionaires out on a daily basis, and they get by scot-free yeah. for all kinds of shit. They're not paying taxes. <laughs> and yet we're, we're spitting on... We, we in Salt Lake, for those of you who don't live here in Salt Lake or don't live in the city, uh, we, we have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of homeless people just living behind a train station. And, uh, oh, it's, it's become a shantytown. Oh, it's, it's become a shantytown, yeah. and, and I, I live a few blocks away from that, and oh. uh, my city councilor's kind of freaked out because he, he reports on it. There were four stabbings on Monday night, mm. um, and you have people... I, I look at that, and I go, oh, it's the Bell Riots from DS9, and God, we, we shouldn't have that. And yet we live in a state where our governor won't accept the Medicare money that has been given. We're paying taxes for it. Yeah. We've been paying taxes for it since it was granted, and yet they won't give it to people uh, what we've been paying for. 
<laughs> so that they can get the psychiatric care or the medication they need that they probably can't afford in the first place because multinational corporations that are jacking up the prices for them. So you say, <laughs> hey, we can maybe have a Star Trek future. I want that future. I don't want to have to go through the bell riots to get there, though. I, no, I, I want to fast forward. But that's, that's, where, that's where good science fiction works, is we look at it and we say, I want this part of it. Here's the cautionary tale part of it. You know, we, we look at Wrath of Khan or Space Seed, and you hear about, oh, Wrath of Khan's actually a really fascinating movie. But if you talk about the eugenics wars... In Space Seed. In Space Seed. They talk about the eugenics wars. Which are the, two great books, by the way. Yeah, if you go back and realize what they're talking about, Roddenberry's talking about the eugenics movement that was so vital a part of our culture in the 1920s, even into the 1930s, where we had Congress actually passed a law where we could sterilize people that we called morons. It was the Imbecile Act, mm-hmm. where, where hundreds of thousands of women were sterilized because we decided they were morons. The word was moron. They, they weren't capable, so we were going to sterilize them just because they were either poor or that they didn't have the social standing that we wanted for America. Or if they were immigrants from Eastern Europe, we were going to sterilize them because we didn't want them reproducing. That's eugenics. Mm-hmm. That's Wrath of Khan. That's, that's the space seed. That's the beginnings of that. It's a cautionary tale. Let's not go there. I just, I, I just wanted to transport her. <laughs> <laughs> We've got you replicators. You get, you, we, we're building replicators. Yeah, we, yeah. That's, that's, that's fantastic. No, you, I, I, there was a special on, uh, I think it was uh, Science Channel or National Geographic called Building Star Trek mm-hmm. that talked about the uh, real-world science and how Star Trek was way ahead of it and predicted it. And a lot of it was actually scientists who grew up watching it going, yeah. I want that thing. Well, that's yeah. what I was about to say when you, know. you were talking about that is, is it's basically life imitating art at that point. You have these scientists that grew up on it, and they're like, let's figure out a way to make this. Cell phone is the prime example of something like that. You had your communicator in Star Trek. And the tablet. And, yeah. and a tablet's another perfect the example Tablets were a it. huge part of next generation. They didn't mm-hmm. exist in uh, in, in mm-hmm. classic, but next gen, they had those tablets, those data tablets. And I would even they, say... They I called would them even, pads. You can go as far as like the Coke machine that has 4,000 flavors in it. Yeah. That's a... It's kind of a, a replicator. A replicator <laughs> for sodas. <laughs> you, look, you, look at, you look at 3D printers where they're talking about building uh, 3D printers that are big enough that you could put one on the moon yeah. and it could build habitats. Yeah, I've, I've, that, that I've it'll, read. It'll take raw minerals yep. out of the earth of the moon and build Create habitats. concrete from that and, yeah. and 3D print a concrete building. That is exactly a replicator. Exactly. So they're saying that Mars, the first habitats on Mars, will probably be built out of Martian material <laughs> and be there before we send colonists. They won't have to set up temporary housing. It'll already be there for them because we'll have sent the replicators there to build them. Uh, so cool. Mm-hmm. All right. There Thanks, you go. Star Trek. Thank you, Star Trek. The only way to end that is... Remember the Millennium Falcon? <laughs> <laughs> Remember? Remember Spock? Oh, and, and that, I'm sorry. That's that's a, a dumb question. The Millennium Falcon versus the Enterprise. Enterprise would win. Enterprise wins. Easy. I don't care. That one looks cooler. Well, <laughs> that's true, but... It, well, no, it that's a, chest, that's a chessboard. That's arguable, too. <laughs> so does the Enterprise. Just a circle with hologram monsters. <laughs> Three-dimensional chess. All How right. many times have they had to bang the cockpit of the, of the Enterprise to make it go fast? Only once. <laughs> After <laughs> these messages, we'll be right back. Remember Indiana Jones? <laughs> it's time again for Anime Bonsai, October 21st through the 23rd 
at the Davis Conference Center in Layton. That's 1651 North, 700 West. Go to AnimeBonsai.org for tickets and information. It's cosplay season. Are you prepared? Anime Bonsai, Utah's other premier cosplay and Japanese comic culture event, returns October 21st through the 23rd to the Davis Convention Center. Two dedicated anime viewing rooms, special guests Kara Edwards, Chris Carson, Josh Chichester, Kiba Walker, Steve Nunez, panels all over the place, including sewing, 101, prop making without a woodshop, what's new in anime in 2016, YouTube for noobs, the basics of running and growing a YouTube channel, plus over 100 panels and events over three solid days. It's very cool. We love Anime Bonsai. We love hanging out with like-minded people. Get your tickets and more information at AnimeBonsai.org and look for Geek Show Podcast there Saturday, October 22nd. AnimeBonsai.org Cabin Fever is Salt Lake's own little shop of horrors this season. Located in the heart of Trolley Square at the corner of 500 South and 700 East, everybody better beware. Coffee books, tarot decks, decorations on humanity's morbid curiosities. For the 18-plus crowd, Volume 2 of graphic thrills, an in-depth look at the adult movie posters of a bygone era, as well as upside-down clothes-off naughty pens for him or her. Fill your cauldron with the right ingredients for all the wizards and witches at your secret gathering this season with recipes from A to Z in the drinking section. And for the kids, be sure to check out their spooky retro candy section filled with treats that you remember from when you were young. In addition, Cabin Fever has toys, Funko figures, buttons, books, and yes, little rubber duckies. Happy haunting from your friends at Cabin Fever. So much more than a card store. Smells great, tastes even better. Full-service catering and home delivery service from Geek Show friend of the program, Chef Daniel Cantu. Home delivery service geared for those who can't cook, won't cook, or are too busy. Or maybe you've decided to make a change in your diet and don't know where to start. This is From Scratch Cooking. Daniel's menus change weekly. You can order as much or as little as you'd like. There's a $40 minimum. No commitment to order every week. Chef Daniel, yes, I knew you were going to ask, can accommodate all food preferences and allergies. Vegan, vegetarian, paleo, gluten, dairy-free. Chef Daniel sources a lot of his ingredients locally when possible because we got farmer's markets, ranchers, dairies, and bakeries all over. He can also do catering like he's done for us. Catering is available for all sorts of special events, weddings, business lunches, parties, anniversaries third shows, what have you, go to his website, cantuscatering.com, that's C-A-N-T-U-S catering.com for more information. You can submit a home delivery request or contact Chef Daniel directly, 801-359-6035. He's done a great job for us in the past, and you will get a special discount if you tell Daniel, Geek Show says hey. Broken news. Welcome to it. Woo-hoo! What? Yeah. Thank you for joining us uh, in the episode uh, Arrow Brothers. I don't remember. I wasn't there. <laughs> Is this the third episode? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Arrow Brothers. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, no, I do remember Arrow Brothers. You do? Yep, I do. Okay. I don't. You'll have to remind me later. Boy, man, that Arrow was good this week. Uh, <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. Neither have I. Oh, should, should boy. I, I did. It, like, yeah. I watched it. The exact quality you expected. Huh? How can he handle being the mayor 
and Green Arrow. I don't know because he keeps showing up late to meetings. He's going to be late to meetings all the time. <laughs> Covered in gunshot wounds. Yeah. And <laughs> so, Shannon, I walked out of that show when Felicity did. Can I go back now? Do I have to catch up or am I okay? It depends on how much you like it. I hate myself, so that's why I watch it. Yeah, okay. But I don't need to watch the last half of the last season. I'm like, oh, no one needs to watch that show, sir. Okay. You'll be fine. For okay. this new season, I'm, I'm standing on the diving board just waiting to cannonball into that turd. So I'm just, I'm just nervous. I'm just kind of standing there. See, and, and I'm of a mind of, I don't hate it. I, I, I You hesitated. I, you know, <laughs> it's just, the problem is, is that the Flash exists. Yeah. yeah. And, and if the Flash didn't exist, we'd be saying, that's pretty damn good. Uh-uh. Yeah, we might, maybe. No. I it's, don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's only going to be the fourth best show on CW. Legends is better. Supergirl's better. Yeah. And the Flash is better. Mm-hmm. Flash is so good, though. <laughs> I, yeah. I was kind of disappointed with the opener. I, I liked it fine. I mean, they yeah, had to reset yeah. so that the rest of the shows can catch yeah, up. You know, you can't, I, I, know, I know that in my heart, Carrie, You know, in your heart. But <laughs> I right. wanted seven episodes of Flashpoint. Okay. Maybe in the movie. Nothing, I don't know. Nothing good happened. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> New York Comic Con happened, and a few things were revealed. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Newest member of the family is uh, interfering with the podcast. It's a uh, private first class William L. Hudson. He's chewing on the mic. He's right chewing now. on the mic right now. He's got a new puppy, and Aww. I'm and I'm holding it so that Sue can set up the doggy gate. Speak boy. And he's so. chewing on it. Speak boy. Everything. And it he, looks like a I Love Lucy episode over there. We're as excitable James to get this on film and have our YouTube hits go through the roof. They would. Because it's a goddamn puppy. Dog fucks up podcast. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. Uh, So what we did learn is that, (laughs) this is my favorite story out of the whole New York Comic Con, was uh, Forrest Whitaker is going to be in the Black Panther movie. Nice. What will he become? Oh, shit. I thought... Oh, he'll be playing Zuri, an yeah. elder statesman in Wakanda. Oh, <laughs> see, I was confused. I thought he was going to be playing Inspector Clouseau. That's it, the pink panther, No, correct? it's the different panther. Oh, okay. Shannon, does that character have a droopy eye in the comic book? Or <laughs> That's Mr. Magoo. <laughs> you better check and see. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so it's uh, Chadwick Boseman, Michael B. Jordan, Lupita Nyong'o, uh, Denai Gurira, Brian Coogler. I mean, this this thing is really shaping up. Yeah. Shaping up to be some major stuff, and I don't know. It's Marvel, well, and and Winston Duke has been cast as Mbaku, leader of a rival Wakandan tribe, Ooh. who I believe is what's the character's name? Oh, I'll have to go the through and find ape? it. The man is it man ape? I think he or is. something like that. He's a guy no. who dresses like an ape. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I think it's man ape. Yeah, that's problematic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, Florence Kasumba is uh, going to be in. She was in Civil War. She was one of the bodyguards that he had. Uh, oh yeah, his uh, what are they the, called the the Dora Milaje. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so it's shaping his, up the beloved or whatever. Huh. Yeah. Uh, also, they announced that there will be. This is confusing. Everybody bitches about Arrow and shit. Uh, <laughs> Disney and Marvel adding a brand new Spider-Man cartoon to their line, lineup. Yeah. Now you're saying, well, we already have one. It's called Ultimate Spider-Man. Well, no, that's ending. Oh. That's ending. And uh, it will be starting up Marvel's Spider-Man. And they're going to start the story all over again. Sounds like they're just matching up with the movie. Yeah, it's going to be the movie universe, essentially. Huh. So, uh, yeah. So you're getting a lot of animated Spider-Man coming your way because there's still the animated film on the way. 
Plus, you got Homecoming. So, if you're a Spider-Man fan, you're a happy, happy person. Wait, they're doing days. they're doing an animated Spider-Man movie? Uh huh. Yeah. I didn't. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure. Uh, also in animation news, this is, again, it's confusing as hell because they keep changing the name of the Avengers cartoon. So my, my DVR doesn't know what to do. It's called the Jeffersons now. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. <laughs> <laughs> Avengers Wheezy. I, it's the damnedest thing. Uh, let's see. Uh, so they, they've announced that, because currently it's called Avengers Ultron Revolution. It was called Avengers Assemble originally. And now they're changing the name to Avengers Secret Wars. Okay. And sure. they did announce that uh, Haley Atwell will return as Peggy Carter. Uh, she will be voicing her character in an episode where the past versions of Howard Stark and Peggy Carter unite with present-day Iron Man and Cap to defeat Kang. Kang the Conqueror. Ooh. Fancy. It's it's been an all right cartoon. I won't lie. I, I've been watching that in the Guardians of the Galaxy cartoon, and they're they're not not horrible. I don't hate them. Yeah, that's my tacit response. <laughs> uh, also, we got to see the Iron Fist trailer. Oh, it uh, debut good. at New York Comic Con. That's very I don't cool. like it. His hair's curly. It's online. He's he got a beard. He needs to shave. He needs to shave. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Oh, when he knocks that door down, holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> really cool. Huh? And uh, also at the panel, uh, they announced uh, the Defenders. That Sigourney Weaver will be joining yeah. the Defenders as Ripley. They're, no. they're not saying now. Everyone, <laughs> villain. All the I other sites said villain, but I I've not received official confirmation yeah. from Marvel or any trusted I uh, trusted source. She'd make a good villain. She oh, would yeah. make a good villain. Oh yeah. But they had them all there. They had uh, they had Daredevil and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and Iron Fist all up at the table. Nice. So that was kind of cool. Uh, but anyway, Iron Fist premieres March seventeenth, twenty seventeen. So there's that. Oh, I just shut off my music, didn't I? Sorry. <laughs> uh, so there's that. Um, uh, Harry Potter movies are playing in IMAX theaters this month. Oh! I know. You're excited. <laughs> Shannon, Shannon's already got his tickets front row. Yeah. <laughs> the screenings begin this week, October 13th. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so uh, go to your IMAX website and, and look for them. Can I watch them all in a row? Uh, no, it's. I think it's once a week, leading up to the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them Ooh. debut. I know, you're excited. I don't want to be in a theater with those people. <laughs> with the Shannon people? <laughs> All going, ooh. You're like half our listeners now are just yeah. like, fuck you, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, I I understand why Harry Potter is a thing. I get it. It's, I, just, it's just not for me. Yeah, I like it, but I just you know? when people get really into it, I just kind of go, ugh. <laughs> Carrie, I can, I can confirm that M'Baku... Is indeed man ape. You looked it up. I did, because I don't have a free hand. Here. And in, in some versions, he's actually the brother of T'Challa. So, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> let's get it. And ooh apparently, also in Harry Potter. Oh, there we are. Uh, Black Mirror of Quidditch. Uh, Black Mirror season three starts on the twenty first of oh, October. Let's all feel good about it. Yay! Ourselves. I could not be happier. Oh, that's great news. I still need to finish up season oh, two. I man. Um, uh, Stand Against Evil debuts on Halloween, and I bring it up because I'm a huge fan of the guy who created the show and is writing the show, a comedian named Dana Gould, wow. who uh, is just as big a Planet of the Apes fan as I am. <laughs> Before you get too far away from yes. uh, New York Comic Con, did you yes. see that they released the uh, Power Rangers trailer? Yes. Two things. What's that? One is, why don't you show them in their suits? 
They almost did, didn't they? They showed like for a second at the I, end. I thought because that's like what I call it is your Darth Vader moment at the end of the Rogue One tra- trailer. Yeah. I, how can you not show a Megazord? Yeah. Like what the hell? That's the whole like thing. That's, that's why the Power Rangers are cool. What killed me is that it's it's clearly the Breakfast Club. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. You know. All the troubled kids in one room. And, and the, that principal coming and the, in saying, you mess with the bull, you get the horns. <laughs> and the Green Ranger's going to be like, and they tape my butt cheeks together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Am I wrong, though? Because like, I'm, I'm not a huge Power Rangers fan. Like Some of it's cool. But like, it, were they always superheroes? Like In the sense of like superpowered? I don't recall them being... They could jump about high. I, I, just d- remember, I thought it was yeah. just when they were in their costumes. Me too, yeah. yeah. I, thought they, I don't know. I thought I, they were just ass kickers. Like, you know, they knew martial arts. But like the fact... Their superpower like- is when they were in their suits, they were Asian. <laughs> and when they were out of their suits, they were stupid white kids from, and, and being, so, from so the valley. An, so and, it's anime, basically. And, <laughs> and trust me, I know of where I speak. Being Asian is a superpower. <laughs> uh, I, I know these things. Uh, but yeah, that was interesting looking. I'm sure that was you know probably just a teaser. Kat and I watched it, and she immediately goes, that could be really cool or fucking terrible. Yeah. Yep. And I go, yeah? Yeah. Well, well, they're trying it out on a new generation. Yeah. So... Fingers crossed. Uh, Suicide Squad will be released in an extended cut after all. Shocking. And I heard it's better. (laughs) (laughs) For real. God damn it, DC. I I do not know. I'll give it a chance. But I'll give it a chance because I I was the first to say I liked Suicide Squad, but there were a lot of holes in there. Yeah. A lot of stuff that just didn't track with me. I I liked it more than I think most critics. Yeah. But... You know. uh, but that's digital HD November 15th and Blu-ray December uh, 13th, just in time for Christmas. And it'll be right. four hours long. And uh, I, I, I think it's, I've only got like 15 minutes more. Yeah, though. there's not that much more. 15? But it adds so much more to the story. 15 and, minutes and isn't going to save that movie. Superman's no. cooler and Batman's cooler. Um, two, two stories, two tragic stories. Sorry. What? Why uh, are you going to bum out the room? Also at New York Comic Con. Is this real tragic? or This is tragedy. Why well, you gotta um, grab my mellow by the pussy, dude? That's what it's. <laughs> <laughs> I was Trump down there giving Tic Tacs away. <laughs> oh, that's so yucky. Uh, at, at the Stranger Things fan panel, um, they asked one of the store uh, one of the story's uh, creators, "Don't do uh, it." Saying, "What about Barb? Justice for Barb?" They started shouting. He looked them in the eye and said, "I can assure you that Barb is very much dead." Yeah. <laughs> Barb is not coming back. Although, because she is dead, we have to tie up some loose ends. We have to deal with the loose ends from season two. Uh, we will have justice for Barb's death in some sense, but she's not coming back. So. I, I don't know. I think I think they should make a movie called What About Barb? Yeah. What about Bill Murray Barb? I like that. Richard Dreyfuss in there. She and... was clearly a red shirt from the first moment she walked yeah. on screen. I mean, come Saturday on. Saturday Night Life had a skit last night about where the black kids' parents were. In the oh, yeah, yeah, the whole thing. Where, where are your parents, dude? <laughs> You've seen all the other parents. Where are your parents? His bike ride home was really far. Then <laughs> <laughs> the other tragedy. Well. Uh, uh. Announcement from Dave Prouse's website. Oh, I saw this. Our buddy Dave. It is with great sadness that I announce, as of today, I will no longer be attending international shows. Oh, uh, We've had a wonderful time meeting fans from countries all over the world. Uh, he's 81. I was going to say, he's right, probably man. in his 80s. He's yeah. 81, folks. And, so just, he, and he was limping when we saw him, what, 15 years ago? Yeah. Oh, he was, was so awesome. And he last was, time he was here in town, they He's 81 to, and he's 7 foot 3. They yeah. don't last. No, the, lar- <laughs> the large breeds don't uh, <laughs> they live don't last. That's just the truth. He was old when I met him at a fucking media play 
in Atlanta in like 1996. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so there's that. Um, let's see. Now you guys have some reviews. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, it's uh, Shannon and Jimmy and Counts. Yeah. yeah. I've got around introducing oh, yeah. everyone. Hello. Hello. Oh, well, hey, can I say one thing real quick? Yeah. Uh, for the next little bit until the end of <laughs> City Weekly Voting, uh, everybody that comes to the big, uh, the winning team uh, in the Big Shiny Geek Show pub quiz, everybody gets twenty bucks in uh, uh, Lucky Thirteen cash. Oh, really? Yeah. That's that's worth forty dollars. I'm sorry. A team could yeah. be up to six. Uh, up they, to six people. They have uh, copies of that magazine there, so that folks can fill out. Uh, they certainly do. They uh, have them all the ripped out, of. and they'll send them in for you. Good. Uh, yes, be sure to vote for Lucky Thirteen for best burger. And right, God damn it, write me in for best pub quiz too. And best pub quiz is big shiny uh, geek show pub quiz. Big shiny geek show, best coffee shop is our friends at the Watchtower. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, uh, and of course, there's thou shalt have no other podcast before ours. Uh, Doctor Volts. Doctor Volts is best comic book store. Frisch. Frisch, best vegetarian, vegan, yeah. best vegan if, if there's a category. Carrie uh, Jackson, best picnic spot. Uh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> the very least. <laughs> and best film critic. Jimmy Martin. James. I do my best. Martin. Oh, and Radio from Hell, too, for fuck's oh, sake. Oh, please. Yeah, I contract negotiations. And I go right be... online on your cityweekly.net. Big movie, too. Vote for that. Oh, yeah. Big movie mouth off. All right. Just everything. Everything. Just all, all our shit belongs all the, to all you. All the stuff. Thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, let's see. What do you want to start with? Uh, well, it came out last week, but we didn't see it, but we saw it uh, as we record this morning. Uh, we'll do Mastermind. Mastermind. Yeah, first. Okay. So this is based on a true story. Back in like 1997, I think. Which, if you see the trailer, that seems preposterous. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I didn't believe it. Yeah. But uh, so in 1997 in North Carolina, is that what we. Yeah, yeah. North, North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, Zach, Gal- Zach Galifianakis is our star. Uh, stars as an armored truck driver who is in, basically in love with his co worker, Kristen Wiig. Mm-hmm. Well, who uh, isn't in love that with That tracks. Her. That part tracks. That does. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he's. But he's engaged to Kate McKinnon. Who is fucking creepier oh, than shit in this movie. She's so great. You don't speak ill of my girl. No, oh, no, no. No, no, she's, she's good. She's, but I'm saying, yeah, like, she's yeah. just, you're like, every time, she's always, like, wide-eyed and smiling. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh I love when she and, does oh, that. Yeah. Oh, God. She's, God, she's so fucking good. She, she was so, so great on Saturday Night Live last night. Oh, really? First oh. episode, she was amazing. She was only in three sketches. Yeah. And in each one of the sketches she in the first murdered. episode, she, she murdered. She crushes everyone she's in. Yeah. I just saw one, as we recorded this, like, 20 minutes ago. Where she plays Trump's uh, like campaign, Kelly. Yeah, she does it again. She last does night. it exact. She. If you guys don't know who that is, yeah, yeah, that is a spot on impression. Yeah, yeah. Of, yep. of Kelly. Uh, De- is it DeConnick? No, no, no. Whatever. Kelly. I don't know. Whatever. Kelly. Yeah. Psychopath. Like a, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, perfect it, impression. Call it, was it day off? Kelly or and Conway. Yeah, Thank that's you. right. Yeah, that was from last night. Yeah. 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 And so, uh, anyway, so so she's in it, and then uh, stealing scenes she, too. She steals scenes, yeah. and then uh, but. Uh, they decide to steal seventeen million dollars. <laughs> Speaking of steal, <laughs> and uh, so they he pulls it off. It's just it's amazing that he pulled this off because uh. it was the most fucking amateur job you yep. could ever imagine. Yeah, uh, they get Owen Wilson involved, and basically he robs them, and they say, "Okay, you go down to Mexico, and we'll you know we'll send you money every now and then, but you got to get out of here, you know." Mm-hmm. And so they basically fuck him over. Yeah, they take advantage of him because he's really naive. Yeah, and yeah. The, and he doesn't know who Owen Wilson is, but he well, he found like his like ID in one of his wallets. It was like a it was like a gym membership <laughs> in the so, wallet that they gave him. So once he finds out who <laughs> Owen Wilson is, they decide to send Jason Sudeikis down there to kill him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but the and I, I won't ruin much more than that. But like, I, this movie is so fucking over the top, ridiculous. Oh, good. So well, it's good and bad. Well, tell him about your moment. But because yeah. The reason I go, I go, man, that's, that's kind of weird, you know? 
And it was at the very end, the movie goes to credits. The first thing it says is directed by Jared Hess, which and, I, I didn't yeah. know. Oh, yeah. And I go, oh. There you yeah, go. That's, that's it. That, that explains it. If you don't know Jared Hess, it's Napoleon Dynamite. It's Nacho Libre. It's yeah. Gentleman Broncos. It's and, weird for weird's sake. And one of the most boring interviews you'll ever do. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, so that's, it, it's just, but once I realized, I go, yeah, that makes sense. You know, that's why it's so fucking weird and over the top. And then, But the fact that I, I'm more curious, I would like to interview him for this movie and say, how much of this is true? Because yeah, like, it's there's so much shit. That, there's, there's a part where Zach Galifianakis shits in a pool. Yeah, I'm like, and you're like, what? <laughs> like, what the fuck? He you know, and, and he'd look at you and say, well, all of it except for where he shits in the pool. And when that I say <laughs> when I say shits in the pool, I oh, mean like no. diarrhea. It's shits. a full on brown cloud. Like it's, it's disgusting. It just fires out. It's disgusting. Like, so anyway, I mean, there's so much going on. It's because he's in Mexico, and that's what they drink, yeah. drink the water or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah right. so that old chestnut. So anyway, so. It, I laughed a lot, but I also was sitting there like quiet a lot. And so, a lot. Yeah. So I, I, I think what I, I gave it two. You gave it two. I gave it yeah. one and a half. One yeah. and a half. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's not. I'll wait. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Cause, don't. Because Sue was like, she loves Kristen Wiig and anything she does. Yeah. And so, you know. She's pretty muted in it. She doesn't have much to do. Not a lot. Kate yeah. McKinnon steals it as far as females in, in the film. And she's in it half the time. But yeah. she's just, the character's written so well. I'll, I'll, I'll. As soon as it's on demand. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the next one, completely like 180 from what this film is. Girl uh, on a Train. The Girl yeah. on the Train. The first thing people always ask me if I, you know, when I told them I saw it, they go, did you read the book? And I go, no. <laughs> so yeah, I, see, that's that's the thing, apparently. Yeah. Is yeah. that the people who read, read the book aren't liking this too much. Eh, I mean, I didn't read the book, and I'll, I'll say this. Emily Blunt is fantastic. In it, and I don't know how yeah. either the director or herself made her look like, Fucking shit, garbage. Yeah, but I mean, because she's she's a divorced alcoholic, well, and so she looks awful. That's that's <laughs> what the like Gina read the book, and yeah. she was you know she's like very critical of this whole idea of casting Emily Blunt because yeah. she's Emily Blunt. Yeah, she's the character, amazing. The character is supposed to be like overweight, oh, unattractive. Really? Oh. Yeah, the whole thing, and and Gina was like, no, there's no way, Emily Blunt, no way. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's right about that because she's neither of those things. But she's, she's not a, that. She's but a she, drunk wreck. She, she pulls it off. Yeah, she looks like a wreck. Okay, for well, sure. good. She good. pulls it off. Good, yeah. but good. The story is that she, like I said, divorced alcoholic who rides this train from her sister's apartment to New York every day and uh, passes her old house where she used to live with Justin Thoreau and uh, her neighbors with uh, uh, Luke Evans is the, the husband. Um, and I'm calling the other girl. I can't think of her name off the top of my head. It's but Haley Bennett. Haley Bennett, but I call her Lennifer Jorrance because she looks <laughs> Lennifer <laughs> Jorrance. <laughs> and so, uh, and she sees her making out with somebody else. Um, and so she's having, you know, she's like, oh, she's having an affair. So she, she gets off the train one day and then she blacks out essentially, but she witnessed the murder, is what she thinks. But she doesn't know if she was involved in it. Or she saw someone do it, and so the whole thing is a mystery on that. And that's where, again, we were saying yeah, earlier, you can't say much, can't go yeah. beyond that because it's a mystery thriller. You know, uh, what I attribute this movie to is uh, two years ago there was Gone Girl, yep. which was fabulous. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and that's the thing though. When I saw Gone Girl and I saw the twist happen, yeah, I go, oh, yeah, oh my god, yeah, me, me like, too. I'd, yeah, I, I hadn't read the book and I had no idea what was happening. Same with so, me. Yeah. With the twist with this one though, I just go, yeah, okay. Yeah, I totally saw that. <laughs> saw that coming. But I, th know. I think Gone Girl did that to us because we're a lot more crafty watching these movies now. We're, we're look more at suspicious. Yeah, yeah, we look for this it's, stuff. It's shot well. Uh, Emily Blunt's great in it. But you take Emily Blunt out, you take a couple of the other actors out, and you've got yourself a lifetime movie. It's pretty slow. It's pretty ponderous. Yeah. So I can see that. It, I, I can totally see that. Yeah. So I, I think I'm guessing. I haven't read it, but I think the book is probably better than this adaptation. The book was but, huge last year. So yeah. I'm, yeah. So I was at... I, 
I think I said two again. You gave it two. I gave it two and a half just because of how great Emily Blunt is. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's a week of eh, movies. It's a better performance than movie. Oh. Well, it's September. So yeah. That's, yeah. Speaking of that, because last week we said don't go see any movies, just watch Luke Cage. We need to talk about Luke Cage for a second. Okay. Uh, I st- honestly, I still haven't finished it. I got, I, I'm I, got, I got two more episodes. I have left. three more. Okay. Stop. So, stop now. Really? I walked away mad. Really? Mad. Really? Like, Jay's probably going to hit me and divorce me. Because. Are you la- hating it, Carrie? I'm not hating it. Yeah. See, I think we, it's kind of dopey, though. Last week, yeah. last week when we recorded on Sunday, I was at episode seven. And I was like, yeah, yeah. it's good. It's, it's clunky, but it's fine. Yeah. I'm at like eight or nine. And I then, just finished nine. And so I watched eight, nine, ten. Well, there's 13, I think. So yeah. 12. And then all of a sudden, 12 and 13, I was like, what in the fuck? It, it turns into a CW piece of shit. <sighs> really? Yeah. yeah. And uh, fucking, it, it was very nice. Of a uh, of Diggle to let uh, Diamondback borrow his fucking helmet. Oh no! Yeah, he walks into the barbershop wearing a fucking helmet. Uh, what? What? No! What are you doing? Stop this! Oh. And then it just it fucking plummets, in my opinion. And mm. Jay, Jay's gonna hit me, but I was so mad walking away. Well, from you it. remember Jay said, as a Marvel fan, I do have some problems with it. Well, yeah, but I, I'm saying like mad. I was like, what the fuck? Really? Like, it's yeah, a shame it, about Cottonmouth. He was good. Cottonmouth was fantastic. Cottonmouth was a great villain. Yeah. He was but great. like, I just... I, 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 like I said up here, Diamondback, his superpower is here. Chewing the fuck out of uh, scenery. scenery. Holy yeah. moly. Oh, he's really over the top. Well, I mean, <laughs> when he just arrived, you could tell he was home. Yeah. I, was, I was not hating it until the last two. And then I was just like, I was just like, you're, you're a Netflix Marvel show. What are you doing? And I just, I'm, I'm mad. I hope they can pull it back. I'm, the Iron Fist trailer. They can redeem good. him in Defenders too. They can but redeem his character in Defenders. I think that yeah. Luke Cage in this Netflix universe maybe should just be on other people's shows. Maybe, maybe. I don't. I, but I agree with you because after I, can't, I don't know, I haven't finished it after first. seven because you were on ten, I think, last week. Yeah, that's about. And I'm still at the same place. After the second time that he had to get the fucking pep talk from the girls, I was like, "What is going on here? Stop!" One minute he's all in, I'm going to be do things, yeah. I'm going to do the right thing, and then suddenly it's I don't know. I just don't think I. <laughs> I just uh, <laughs> I don't I'm think sorry. I'm good enough. <laughs> Carrie, let's finish it though. Jimmy's just in a bad mood. We're, we should finish this. All right, yeah. it's just there's, there's just so many shows that I came know. on this week. I mean, Gotham was back and Shark Lash Tank. And- Shark Tank's really good. <laughs> Supergirl on Monday. Supergirl. Super, Super excited about that. Featuring Superman. I know. I know. I mean, uh, presidential debates. <laughs> oh, no, man. Nobody cares. That, and, no, and I, then, I do. I'll see it. I, sp- I spent most of my weekend on Twitter with the, the whole Trump thing. Oh, God. He, see, as, oh, we re- as we record this, it's like in a few hours, and he is going to get fucking reamed. Oh, man. There's just, there's just nothing that's going to happen to this debate that's going to change anything about my mind. She could pull, no, not she either. Could, she could pull off her face, and it's Kodos from The Simpsons. I'm still voting I'm gonna, for her. I'm going to sit there with a bowl of popcorn and laugh my ass off. Oh, <laughs> it's like going to the circus. It's fun. I, I just uh, all I had to say was just to the to the people who supported him and then stopped after this. I went, "This is what took you. Yeah. What took you yeah, so exactly. goddamn long? Exactly. We've known that he's capable of this shit. Yeah. We've known that he's confessed to doing this kind of thing before. Yeah. What took you so goddamn long? Well, Herbert was like, yeah, even our he, our governor here Herbert was like, thought. hey, uh, women vote for me. <laughs> so we don't have any of those uh, blacks or Hispanics yeah, here. So yeah, when, when I, when, they're not going to vote for me. Yeah, anyway. when, he, when he said the Mexicans were rapists, that was that was not enough. Yeah, because none that, of them vote for me. Yeah, anyway, that was not enough. Right. Right. It, it took it took you a, it, right. it took your your candidate attacking white women in order for you to yeah. finally go. Oh, maybe he's a problem. 
That's what pissed me off. He's going to take He's our got... state by a landslide, boys. I hate to remind well, you. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if he will. Well, I don't oh, know now. I don't know now. I'd be surprised. I don't know. Are you saying now. he's going to grab the electorate by the pussy? Maybe. Maybe. That's what, Maybe he's that's, gonna... what, that's, what, that's, what <laughs> that's what GOP stands for now is grab our pussy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you know. Just so you know. It's Utah. not grand old party anymore. It's grab our pussy. Utah and Tic Tacs. All, right, all I know is I'm, I'm selling my Tic Tac stock real oh, fast. hell yeah. I love that Tic Tac had to come out. Tic Tacs came out against him. Yeah. Well, I mean, Skittles had to too. What other candy is he going to destroy? Wait, why do you have to do Skittles? Tic Tacs comes out. We don't know what this crazy motherfucker's talking about, dragging us from the Tic Tac Corporation into this mess. What was what was the Skittles comment? That was a couple months ago. It was Eric Trump or Uday or Kuse. I can't remember which one of the Trump boys tweeted out a bowl of Skittles. I call him Pumpkin. Oh, that's right. The Dracula, yeah, yeah, but Jesus, you know, if two of these skittles were poisonous, <laughs> there's there's certain times in my life where I want to be in a fly on the wall, and I want to be on the fly on the wall when the president or CEO of Tic Tac has to fucking get that phone call, like, what? 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 Who did <laughs> what? What the oh. fuck? God damn it. Oh, somebody get our social media. Get the social media girl in here. Come on. I'd just like to be sitting in like, I'd be like just sitting on the wall of like high up GOP people. And every time some of this shit comes out, they're like, oh, motherfucker. I, God I love, damn it. I love the way you guys perceive the brain trust at Tic Tac to be like this paneled room with robber barons in it. Oh, I'm telling you. Because they're owned by FLIR, which is a big corporation. Yeah. And that that tweet was carefully crafted. Yeah, that sure. went through ten guys sure. before they released like, it. You know, bring in the baseball card people. Even on this one, we need everybody's yeah. eyes on this. It's probably owned by Pepsi. The one, the, the person. I, it's not that I feel bad because the guy's a douchebag too. But like, I just. I wonder what goes through Mike Pence's head too. Oh, he, has a, oh he just says he has he just standing calls, like I think no, a lot this of is, this way Jesus wanted it. I'm a, telling a you, a lot right of wind, now. a lot of breeze goes yeah. through his head. Pence, if you are in fact the good Christian that you say you are, he's such a good Christian that he wants to electrocute little boys to make them straight. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yes, uh, he signed a law in his state so that you have to give your aborted fetus a funeral. Oh, that's true. Uh, yeah, so I'm wondering if uh, he's still going to stand up and be VP. You, All right. Can it, you, as a good God-fearing man, like you say you are? I don't think so. Uh, he's he gonna, really he's did that. It? Yes. Oh my God. Oh, he's done worse. He all asked Jesus. Pence is. Opinion. That's what I'm saying. Everyone right. talks about Trump. Pence is worse yeah. than Trump. Yeah. Not not say he's a good guy, but yeah. just still having to stand next to him, and be like, uh, Jesus. Like I know I'm an asshole, but this guy's a fucking prick. <laughs> yeah, he's your. Well, at least he knows he's not getting he's that shitty prick. job anymore. Well, <laughs> I listen. True. Don't get happy. Don't get happy. I'm not, not yet. I'm not yet. And not yet till the day don't after. Don't get happy. I am I'm, not I'm yet. voting for Kodos. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> don't you, me. Throw you and me. No, she. No, I, he was because he said earlier yeah. she pulled off her face. Yeah. Yeah. Don't blame <laughs> me. I voted for Kodos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm exactly. On, just go see that John. Just Google that John, John Oliver raisins. Google that. <laughs> Seriously, watch that video because everybody who says they have a problem with Hillary, watch that video. He spells out the problems with Hillary. He's it, not uh, both of them. Yeah, both of them. And his point is, you can have a cookie with some raisins in it, and that's unfortunate. Or you could have a tidal wave of raisins. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> <laughs> you have a shit ton of raisins too. <laughs> yep. Anyway, all right. Uh, let's get back to the episode, uh, Arrow Brothers, unless you guys have anything else that you, uh, yep. you want to throw out there. All right. Back yep. to the episode. Pleased to enjoy. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Let's see what's happening in the month of October, 2043 East, 3300 South. All October long back issues are 20 to 50% off. Halloween Comic Fest sale is on October 29th, 20 to 50% off store wide, and you get some free Halloween comic books. 
Journey back to the verse with Malcolm Reynolds and the crew of Serenity. They are back in a new Firefly series that starts this month. DC's Young Animal imprint continues this month with a surreal Shade the Changing Girl and Cave Carson has a cybernetic eye. Marvel Now has great new series starting this month. Spider-Man Clone Conspiracy, Champions, Infamous Iron Man with Victor Von Doom starring, Great Lakes Avengers, Jessica Jones, and a new Luke Cage series. They offer a comprehensive hold service. It's free. With that, you get a 10% discount on purchases over $20 and the previews catalog for free. Make sure you never miss a thing. They're open seven days a week, 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Hey, everybody. This is Jimmy Martin for the Geek Show Podcast, and my wife, Kat Martin, has a special offer just for you. Are you tired of dusting your Legos? Yep. Polishing your Funko Pops? Oh, yeah. And just cleaning your house in general? Yep. Well, give Cat's Cleaning a call at 801-403-7342 today. With 17 years' experience, Cat, that's me, has carefully selected my employees and trained them in all of my ridiculously OCD ways. Check out Cat's Cleaning SLC on Yelp and Facebook, Cat is with a K, to read our five-star reviews and visit catscleaningslc.com for more info. We've even been featured on local news and actually cleaned for local celebrities, including the one and only Carrie Jackson. Oh, thank you. Mention Geek Show for a 10% discount. That's 801-403-7342. Or go to catscleaningslc.com. Cat with a K. Oh, yes. And welcome back to the basement. Yay! All right. Yeah. Oh, beastie boys, look at you. Oh, thank you. Are we uh, going to bring down the shield? What? Well, isn't that how it's they did Trek it in reference. Star Trek yeah. Beyond? Wrong These song. Beastie boys. Well, that's okay. That's not, no. Just wanted to do it, too. She likes the beats and the yelling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Now, we uh, we got some questions from our... Was it from Facebook? Is that where we got? I guess so, yeah. That was a good joke. Woo! Spacebook. <laughs> Spacebook? Spacebook. I like this first one. All right. At what point did you realize you had become an adult? I'm an adult? <laughs> Tony uh, hasn't realized it yet. <laughs> probably, the, probably the day I signed the uh, mortgage papers on my house. That's a good one. I was like, oh, man, this is the real deal. That's a good one. Uh, when I was 15 and I hitchhiked across the country without getting killed. Wow, you were an adult. Wow. You were an adult way before I was. Yeah. I don't know. Kids. Kids? Yeah. When, yeah. The, when, when my first daughter came along. Then that'll, you that'll, realized that'll 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 do it. That'll yeah. grow you up quick. Uh, I don't I don't have that. The first porn I ever watched with Ron Jeremy called "Moving In." Why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that one. Wait, 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 <laughs> that's a thing. That's real. Oh, that's real. Yeah, moving in with Ron Jeremy. Yeah, is it's actually Ron, it's a Lifetime show. Is <laughs> he plays I'd, a mover? I'd watch it. Yeah, he moves in with his wife to this apartment, and then the neighbors come over and well, things happen. They make things that can't be unseen. <laughs> you would not believe his chicken cachetory recipe. <laughs> That's all they do. Yeah. Cooking. And yeah. fuck a lot. And oh. fuck a lot. Um, yeah. I thought they just glazed the turkey. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> is that a sexual term? Yeah, no, it's it, a cooking term. It is, it is now. now. <laughs> oh, no, you're thinking of basting the turkey. You know, I was going to say my divorce, but I don't think so. Because I played around an awful lot after that. <laughs> Maybe you ungrew up after. I, well, I don't think it means you're like a boring adult. You just no boring adult. That's me now. Oh, oh. when did I realize I was an adult? I, have you yet? <laughs> that's I what mean, I'm trying to figure you, out. We are you, sitting in a room full of toys. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, that's not that's not a sign of immaturity anymore. But I, I mean, don't want to grow up. And you've always been the entire time I've known you. You've been a responsible person who does your job and and does those societal engagements that you're that you're supposed to do. But you also live life by your complete and total own terms. 
That's true. I I haven't maybe I haven't realized that I'm an adult. Oh shit! But at the same time, I'm very adult and kind of always have been. You've and always been an adult. I think maybe think I have. That. Yeah. It might have been. Ah, it might have been when I quit the job at the dairy, and I was still a kid. To be a to be a. Uh, no, it just I didn't hate. I didn't like it. I hated it. Is that the job your dad got you? Yeah, yeah. And then he lectured me about yeah being it's, a quitter. There's people waiting in line for that job. People waiting in line for that job. I no. think maybe that was the moment. Mm-hmm. That was probably the moment. You started thinking for yourself. Damn the man. Damn it. All right. Next question. All right. What movie do you have an undying hatred for? Undying hatred. The Stupids with Tom Arnold. Wow, you could pull oh, that wow. up that quick. I hate that movie. Wow, that's a that's now, a deep cut. It's but I mean when you when we say hate it, we don't mean no. you watch it and no, hate it. I hate I will not watch you it. You will again. not watch it I again. I got halfway through it the first time with my family. They rented it when I was younger and I just got up and left the room. This is terrible. And I went and read a comic book or something. Mm. The Stupids with Tom Arnold. Wow. Jimmy, film critic. Uh I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is anything that Adam Sandler's done in the past. Eight years, you know, just it's what makes me more mad about it is because I know he can be funny, he just doesn't care anymore, and that's what's more irritating to They're me. They're gonna go see the movie, whether it's good or not. Oh, yeah, no, it's gonna do that. But uh, the one that actually comes to mind where I walked out, I mean, I've walked out of a lot, not I've never walked out of a movie, but uh, <laughs> but furiously mad, probably the first one I ever did was a movie called Pure Luck with Martin Short and Danny Glover. Mm, I remember that. Oh. Wow. I walked out of that movie, like, and I was like, you know, 10. I was like, the fuck was that? You know, just like so mad. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, I know awful. that he, Like, Martin Short gets stung by a, a bee in a plane. He's all fat and shit. and Just stupid. Stupid. Actively hate. So, all mine center around Sundance. Um, probably of all time, it's got to be that Tim and Eric movie. Oh, the billion dollar movie? It was pretty bad. It made me so angry. And I, and I love Tim and Eric, but that, that was terrible. It was and, a bad movie. And I'm not a, a huge Tim and Eric fan, but that movie was beyond anything they've done. It was bad. Uh, but currently, in theaters right now, there's a movie called Goat that was at this last year's Sunday. Yes. I, I loathe that. It was an Goat? awful, awful movie. Is it about the animal or no, the four-wheel drive vehicle? It's <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not about the two-wheel drive tote goat either. Uh. Uh, it is about uh, the uh, fraternity uh, hazing system. Oh, and it, is it a documentary style or no? Because uh, no, what's his name is in it? The good-looking the Jonas Jonas what? brother. Uh, yeah, Jonas, yeah. yeah. It uh, yeah, it plays a little like torture porn. Ugh. It's that squeamish. And yeah. I, I, it was awful. Don't go see that movie. Actively hate. Uh, you know, a lot of people are going to expect me to say Highlander too. I expect <laughs> that's that's a, that, but that would be a cheap shot. Because that's easy. obvious, <laughs> and then those that really know me would say I would say boxing Helena, but because we walked out of that one, yeah. But much worse, even worse than Showgirls, um, is Star Trek Insurrection. Ah, I blame hmm. Insurrection as the beginning of the end of Star Trek. Is that the Borg one? No, no, no. no it's, 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 it's the, the one. It's the one where Data and Picard sing Pirates of Penzance to each other trying to get data distracted long enough that they can be... It was the beginning of Worf's conveniently in the neighborhood. That's why he's in this movie. Um, is that the stretchy skin one? This is the one where they found a planet that made people feel young and horny again. Yeah, okay. Uh, oh, and they were like on a like cropping and... Yeah, it was just terrible. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and it was... Uh, not, I mean, Nemesis was still a, 
a worse movie. It's terrible. It, it is it is almost unwatchable. But Insurrection, you're watching and going, yeah, this is not a good movie. And it's it's not not only not a good movie, it's not worthy of of its lineage. Nemesis is bad. Yeah. Or, uh, insurrection. Uh, insurrection. At least, yeah. though, you got, in Insurrection, you got uh, Riker ramming the Enterprise into... I think he rammed the Enterprise in both movies. In both movies? Yeah. Cause he, he, a shitty driver. Because I know with the <laughs> with the young Picard clone, the Romulan Picard clone, he rammed the Enterprise into his ship. Yeah, right? that, was that, ne- sure. that was Nemesis. And I'm like, that's that's Nemesis. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, that's Tom Hardy as, right. as young Picard, too. Okay. Because Insurrection was a scr- stretchy skin one. Yeah. Oh, okay. They're, Insurrection, yeah, was the... They're pretty yeah. bad. And it's just it's just not... You watch it and you're like, okay, there's, there's actually good writers on this movie. And... It's well, just not. It's good. like what happened. Yeah, yeah, and it's why do we have a Pirates of Penzance number on it? And it goes on for like five minutes. <laughs> that's like a Family so, Guy joke. Oh, it felt like it. And that's <laughs> yeah. It's it's a movie that's too easy to mock, and that that shouldn't be the case. Yeah. So yeah, right. I, I actively hate it because I just recently rewatched it, and it rekindled I'm my. So sorry. Well, it's after all these people saying, "Hey, rewatch Next Gen. You're gonna love it," and I did, and it's like, "Oh, actually, I remember why I love the show." So I'm like, "Maybe Insurrection isn't as bad as I." Oh God, I no. want to stab my eyes out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so hard to beat First Contact, though. Mm. Yeah, That's you, you could have for, for a Next Gen. Same movie. director. Yeah. Oh, it is. That's right. Uh, you? Well, I I would actively hate a movie, but it does not exist. Blues Brothers 2000 does so exist. Oh. No, I don't know what you're. Ta- I don't know what you're talking about. I can't. I so there, the answer is there is no movie that that's, that's I because it does not the, exist. It's got John Goodman. Are you saying I don't know what you're, you're saying? That was a mass hallucination. <laughs> Everyone that was one of that was an article. I mean, John Goodman yeah. was in, better than John Belushi. In that <laughs> it, was an, it was an article in I think Time Magazine, and people think that Ghost Riders in the Sky bet sure didn't happen. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to look eight, it up three, on... 8, uh, Brothers. <laughs> I mean, if that movie existed, there's a couple of good songs in it, but... Right. It doesn't... But a couple of good songs <laughs> doesn't make a good movie. But no. I see it right here. It came out in 2000. No, no, you, no, no. Your phone's hallucinated. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wait. No, no. It came out in 1998. It was called 2000. Yeah. Yeah. It did not... Everything did in the not. 90s was called 2000. Exactly. Ah. And then everything in the 2000s was called Extreme. It did not exist, so... <laughs> Next one. Next one. Uh... What piece of common sense is becoming increasingly uncommon? I know mine immediately. Hmm. Fucking talking in theaters. Oh, you beat me yes. to it. <laughs> God damn! I went to a got to go see uh, the Magnificent Seven a few mm-hmm. days ago as we record this, and uh, and but I was in New Orleans for the press screening, and Emilio was like, "Fuck, I have to go to a, a real screening," you know? Yeah. And I sat there, and people just talk and yep. jabber, and this is even. Uh, it's the first time for me in that uh, Sugar House one with the recliners. It's terrible there now. But I was just like, what the fuck? Like, and you're what? paying 10, 12 bucks yeah, a ticket. 10 bucks. Yep. And so I just, I, it blows my mind every time. I mean, we've talked about it many times on this show. But it's just, the height of rudeness. It, I just don't get it. Yeah. It's like, why are you not paying attention? I mean, like, if the movie's bad, which Magnificent Seven wasn't amazing, but. Well, I'd take it a step further. Just rudeness in general. Yeah. People think that because of the. Republican presidential candidate and the internet, it's just okay to say what I think. To well, be had, an asshole. I've had complete strangers arguing with me on my Facebook page. Yeah. People I don't know at all. And they're like, oh, they see a comment that they want to chime in on. I'm like, I, I don't know you. This isn't for you. If you're, by the way, if you're friends with me on Facebook and I don't know you and you haven't actually physically met me and we haven't hung out, we're, we're internet acquaintances. 
That doesn't mean we get to argue with each other. Exactly. I'm not going on yep. your page and arguing with you. Yeah. Well, that goes so. back to the whole thing about, you know, common courtesy. Well, hiding behind the keyboard. Yeah. We talked about that many yeah. times. Yeah. And, and, I mean, and by the way, if you're really, really passionately for something that I'm against, I guarantee you by the end of the discussion, you're going to look like an irrational idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I won't engage in that shit. Yeah. And, and if it ever appears in any of my timelines, I take it yeah. away. Gone. Hey, you're you're screwing up my freedom of speech. No, this is not your freedom of speech. This is my feed. This is my page. Yep. All right. That's right. So yep. so go cry First Amendment where it applies. Yep. Not here. Yep. Yeah. Next question. All right. Uh, where to go? What TV series did be, uh, did it become a chore to watch? But you were so far into it, you had to carry on. Arrow. Arrow's really? I couldn't stand the last five episodes of last season. Oh. They're still I sitting was, on my DVR. It was, yeah. it was I, bad. I quit, I quit Arrow halfway through the season last year. I was in 100% on that show up until about the last season. The show, I, I'm the, still going to hate watch it. I'll watch it. <laughs> the first time it happened to me was but, Twin Peaks because I was on board with Twin Peaks all season the way one. through the first season. Yeah, season one. And then the second season starts and it's a... Poorly executed soap opera, yeah, with slight supernatural elements. If I wanted that, I'd go back and watch Dark Shadows. Yeah, it goes up and down for me. And right now, I think we're up. I have to look back what the last episode was. But it's The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. I just, I mean, there's been seasons where I'm like, God, fuck this I've, show. I've been okay with it every season, but yeah. but there's just you know, but I, I feel like I have to. I'm like, oh man, I can I can answer this question right away. Falling skies. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, sure. you hung you, on to the bitter finished end. That, Me too. Right? Me too. I finished it. I was it. there to the bitter end with you. Yeah, because you're like, okay, all right, let's see what happens. And then it was like third or fourth season. It was just like, but I'm so far in, and they say they're ending it. It, 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 <laughs> it, felt, like, it. it felt like they kind of dosed out interesting stuff for Noah Wiley to do maybe every fifth episode. Yeah. And that always gave me hope. Like, if, if exactly. Noah Wiley's watchable, I'll keep going on and exactly. it'd be another five episodes. And, and then that. it was, ugh. Yeah. So. Oh, remember, remember Sliders? Sliders? So that started <laughs> off with an incredible premise. And even though it was at the beginning of digital uh, visual tech uh, technology, it still had a a dumb but fun and engaging storyline that mm-hmm. quickly went off the tracks. I watched that <laughs> show up until Jonathan Reese Davies left the show. Yeah. After that, I was like, I'm done. Yeah, and they brought <laughs> they brought in Kari War somewhere around like the second or third season as yeah. a nymphomaniac, extra dimensional Marine Corps cert person. I it just went nuts, like you do, like you do. Because yeah. I you know. think I jumped out after the first season on that one. Yeah, well, it went it went to cable. I think I was starting yeah. to get laid then. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Got better things to do. You know. for, Sliders or sex? So for me, Sliders. it's Lost. Lost? Mm. Yeah. Lost. I'll give you that one for I sure. loved the first season. I loved most of the second season. That was and Ben Edlund's year. Then I really just wanted something to happen. And I really, I, I bought in very early on. The question was, do they have like, do they have a direction? Do they know where this is all headed? The answer they, is no. They guaranteed <laughs> it in an interview. They, they said it in print. And they, know, we they, know exactly where this is going. And since then, they have come back and said, said we, we lied. Absolutely. <laughs> and, no. and I bought into it and watched it for, was it five seasons? Is yeah. that how long that thing lasted? That's, that's when they when they started saying that, that the Lizard King wasn't con. We're just like, you already pulled that song and dance on Lost. We don't believe you anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch is the Lizard King. He's been, he's been ruling. I figured. Okay. He's been ruling his subterranean lizard kingdoms for like a thousand years. Everyone a, knows that. I thought that was a really old Ricardo Montalban 
No, he was his uh, father. Oh, yeah. right. He was the Reference. previous Lizard King. In the, in the comic book. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, next question. What is your favorite go-to feel-good song? Feel-good song? Oh, God. Feel-good ink by Gorillaz. <laughs> Why? I, I don't get it. It fits. No, it's it's such a great song. Actually, I like most Gorilla songs. Put me in a, in a happy place. Oh, they're place, all, but it's a good band. That song, well, they've been teasing all week. Mm-hmm. I know, I realize this is two weeks after I'm saying this in, in real life, but yes. late September, uh, the Gorillas have been teasing every day has been a retrospective of a different album. And so um, I think that means we're getting news. Ooh. Real soon. Or they're and, just assholes. No, Damon Albarn's also been recording a lot with De La Soul for the last couple of weeks, too. So. And who I mean, likes De La Soul? Just me. Just you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this. They're the best best cartoon band out there. The best cartoon hip-hop band in existence. Well, I mean cartoon band. Really? Yeah. I'll, I'll put them up against the Archies and Josie and the Pussycats. And what about... Oh. Even the Banana Splits. I'll I was say about that. to throw out the banana splits, but I, yeah, I, I didn't. What about uh, what about the Pebbles and Bam Bam Band? Uh, they were okay. Yeah, there were no bananas. They splits. were no gorillas. So, <laughs> uh, let's see. Happy song. Uh, anyone? I got one. Uh, hmm? uh, mine. My favorite song to drive to, and I every time I do it, I drive about hundred miles an hour because it's just bad. Because it's from Days of Thunder. It is "Give Me Some Lovin'" by the Spencer Davis Group. Oh. Good and so, choice. And so, like, I'll never forget one time I was driving to Park City and and I was coming down the hill. I was doing 120 miles an hour. Whoa. Oh yeah, and I go, oh shit, like that because it's the it's the whole rubbing means racing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, which I always think, and every time I think of that, I always think that old show on MTV called Road Rules. Uh, they went to a racetrack to, that was one of their you know tasks they had to do. And this guy goes, all right, so we want to be careful out there. And this girl goes, yeah, but like Rubin's racing, right? Like that. And he goes, the fuck did you say? Like, you know, <laughs> he's like, it's okay to rub from behind. He goes, you do not touch the other cars with one of the cars. I knew, I knew a lady who got pulled over listening to Danger Zone. She was, she was going like 115, and the cop walks up. She rolls down the window. She's got it turned down, but it, she, he can hear it. And he just starts laughing goes, slow down. He just goes back to his car. <laughs> Good for him. Uh, it's hard not to get caught. Yeah. Submitted for your approval, though, is uh, Give Me Some Lovin' by a, a remake by the Blues Brothers. Also very good. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, because that, yes. that one happened. That one happened. That one happened. John Goodwin sings uh, so good in it. You too? I don't really have a go-to happy song. I Honestly, I only listen to music when I'm not happy. Oh, <laughs> Is that weird? Do you have a lot of Pink yes. Floyd? Yeah. Yeah. Iggy Pops, Endless Sea. I don't I don't know. Just... Oh, whatever. Okay. All right. <laughs> I think it's time for me to introduce Tony to some depressing music. Oh, don't. <laughs> this is Nick Cave. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> Welcome to Oblivion, Tony. Ryan? Greatest man that ever lived. Weezer. I don't know why. I can't explain yeah, it. That's cool. That song, Pork and Bean song, mm, is, sure. is, is one that does it for me. I will, uh, I will play you the one. That that makes me happy every time. That's Each. not fair. We didn't get to do that. Hey. <laughs> I don't know. I think "Run Like Hell" from Pink Floyd's kind of depressing. <laughs> well, it is about paranoia. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Here we go. This song right here. And you hear how happy it is. Mm-hmm. But the chorus is, "I've got a funny feeling we're all born to lose. I've got a funny feeling that this life ain't worth living." That's the chorus. Of Cheer Up by Real Big Fish. Works for me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's, it, it makes me happy each and every time. Uh, next question. 
Oh, I'm asking this one right now because I want him to get started on this project. Egg Fu just asked, uh, should he be sexy Optimus Prime for <gasps> Halloween? Yes. Oh, man. That's a no-brainer. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh. I just can't wait to see that bear midriff. Actually, Egg, I had a request. Because I was... I was <laughs> Duct tape Amadala. This is this is the stra- this is the strangest thing how this this happened and and I should have tweeted him when it happened. Um, I was uh, going through the Geek Show Twitter feed and occasionally I'll retweet stuff you know news or funny things that I've found, and there was a link to a website that was featuring this K-pop boy band, Korean pop, and they had a song about how this guy could hold his breath a long time in the hot tub. Hmm. Alleging that he's, you know, going to be down there for her a very long time, and the chorus oh. was like Aquaman. And I'm looking at the pictures of Aquaman that this website had collected, you know, from the Justice League, and I'm like, so much different than sexy Aquaman today, right? Then I got thinking, egg, na- egg needs to be Aquaman. <laughs> Shoes, egg, either the classic. Or current rendition. Oh, I think you need to go classic because I want to see those those orange duct tape scales. Yes! <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so All right, that's, that's your that's definitive my, answer. That's my request. I, I, I do think sexy Optimus Prime would be an amazing costume. That would be good. Especially yeah. if he can transform into a sexy big rig. He <laughs> <laughs> just rolls on his back on little wheels. Sweep, swap, sweep, swap. Sweep, swap, sweep. Look at those smokestacks blow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's, uh, let's do uh, one or two more. One or two more. Uh, what is your favorite character to geek out over that your friends don't seem to have the same passion for? <laughs> is it that one, Lee? <laughs> <laughs> it's not Laxivrak? No, it's Greedo. I fucking love Greedo. You geek out over Greedo. I lose my mind over Greedo, Rodians, any, anything like Greedo in Star Wars. Anytime a Rodian shows up on Clone Wars or Rebels, I lose my shit because I, I just think they're like the unsung heroes of Star Wars that no one ever wants to talk about. We need to get you on a panel with Holly Fry, who's a co-host of the uh, Stuff You Missed in History Class podcast. She is uh, maybe the world's biggest Greedo fan in that I think she probably has maybe two or three, maybe six or seven dresses that are made out of custom Greedo cloth. And you can wear one. She sounds amazing. What's a Greedo cloth? Oh, you know, it covers the the Greedo parts. <laughs> it's a Greedo pattern. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Greedo parts. I, I, Seven Greedos had to die for this dress. I've, I've, I've actually, I've, I've drawn. Han shot every time. Well, <laughs> I've drawn comic stories about Greedo's extended family. Well, and we'll, we'll try to get you, we'll try to get you on that panel if Brian okay. Young will let it happen. <laughs> he will. <laughs> he promised. He promised. Uh, a character that you geek out about? I'm still thinking. It's not Laxivrak? Anyone? No. Easy. It's Green, Green Lantern Corps. Well, yeah. Nobody cares about the Green Lantern Corps. Nobody cares about the core. All they care about is Green Lantern. I would talk well, with you about Chip. Okay. One of these days we'll have to have that conversation. You can be on that panel. <laughs> he got hit by a car, you know. People kind of care about Hal Jordan, but that's about that's it. That's about it. Chip showed up in Carrie's backyard, and he shot him with a BB gun. That's right. That I was didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know. Yep. Uh, he didn't say the ring until it was too late. Yeah, it was too late. Chip's not very good if he didn't block the BB. Well, he, I, he did hit, get hit by a car. I mean, that's that's uh, that's, that's canon. true. I know that about Chip. <laughs> uh, Salacious Crumb. There, there will be no panel about him. Nobody cares. He's only there in the one movie. I know it's it's the Ryan. This is this is this is my deal. When I go to a comic book artist, anybody who's doing originals, and ask for a sketch, that is it. I have a dozen of them at home. <laughs> Nobody cares, even my wife. If you will, because I know you have 
some power over panel programming. <laughs> if you will let a salacious crumb panel happen, I will make sure that if you let me moderate it, I will make it one of the most electrifying panels ever to hit Salt Lake Comic Con. You know, it's a great promise, <laughs> and I don't doubt your powers to be able to do that. Unfortunately, you and I would be the only two people in the room. I'd come. We get, right, get four Just more. do a, a panel that encompasses all of it. Call, it, call it like uh, unsung Z-list heroes of the Star Wars Z-list? universe. How dare you, sir? <laughs> hey, you <laughs> said yourself nobody cares so about. He is the most important Kowakian lizard monkey that you will find in that series, and I will throw down. What about the twin <laughs> twin Kowakian monkey lizards that um, Hondo Anaka has in Clone Wars? Probably not as important as uh, Salacious Crumb. Mm. They have not heard the things. <laughs> That's true. Or seen the That sex. Salacious has heard. Yeah. Okay, this sounds like a great secret panel during the next con. Not on I, official I think, programming. I think we could pack the ballroom. <laughs> but you'll like have have like a Twitter feed for it. We could do a thing that's uh, Salacious Crumb or Muftak. Who's the best Z-list? <laughs> salacious V Muftak. Yeah. Yeah, and we could actually present, and then we could have cosplayers actually enact the fight. <laughs> you would be their lawyers. Mm-hmm. You would be representing <laughs> Salacious Crumb. Yeah. We did a we did a debate this last time. Yeah. It was Cap versus we could, Iron Man. We so. could have uh, Pablo Hidalgo actually sit in judgment. He he's, wearing the the robe. he's wearing a robe, but yeah. then you have to have a speaker go, dun-dun-dun. Yeah. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> present our cases. <laughs> and I could be the host of the program. I could stand outside and ask the questions of each uh, plaintiff as they come to the plaintiff. And they, you know. The double well. Most yeah. people would see Muftak and they'd be like, well, he's got a straw mouth and four eyes and white fur. He's probably more important than Salacious Crumb. Can, can I be the bailiff? <laughs> I want to be the bailiff. <laughs> I, okay, I, I know mine now. Oh, okay. I got it. it. He's the worst grandson of all time. That would be Griff from Back to the Future oh, 2. Nice. Who, oh, nice. And wow. the reason I bring it up wow. is not only is Back to the Future 2 my favorite, but I was, I was sitting in Cat's booth at Comic-Con, and uh, all of a sudden this guy just walks by, and no one's bothering him like that, and he, he was fucking Griff. Like he had the helmet, he had like the the, the baseball bat that extends like that. You know what I go? <laughs> oh, shit! And I, Griff! Griff, I told you two coats of wax on my car, not just one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the kid immediately comes over and he goes, "You're the first one. Like you're the first one that got well, it. When you, go, you made that kid's day. When, oh, he's, yeah. when he's swaying for the obscure seats. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I wish he had a pit bull though, but he didn't have one. <laughs> so, so, so well, remind me of the question because it, I think it got morphed into you can never have a panel about it. <laughs> Kowaki and monkey lizard. Uh, what, now what, what is, is your favorite character to geek out over that your friends don't have the same passion for? Hmm. I think yours is just John Belushi in general. Uh, well, could <laughs> he be. is quite the character. Could be. Um, was Daffy Duck? <laughs> what? Uh, really? I will talk Daffy Duck with you until the sun falls out of the sky as a burning ember of because because he went from one thing to another thing, and you know the the transition wasn't announced or scheduled. It just happened. And it was the greatest thing. He went from genuinely being insane. He was genuinely insane. He really was. Dangerously uh-huh. insane to just a guy with an anger management problem. <laughs> he, I, don't, he, I don't know. He, I mean, and there was there was kind of a period there where he was kind of in on the joke. Like, yes. Like, like he, it was kind of commentary on how insane he was. And then... My, my favorite example of that is the one where... Uh, He's migrating, and he decides to land at Porky Pig's house and stay the winter. And then he went, and that was like the mid, 
evolution yeah, cause, of cause Daffy. Because he was kind of sane, but then he did lose his mind a lot. But then the later evolution, he he could hold down jobs. He was a sheriff. He <laughs> he was a sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> I will not have you impugn the good law enforcement people. Wouldn't you be pissed, though, if you had your bill shot off? Like, Well, only if that stupid rabbit kept pretending to be a game warden. That's why he was always angry, because of he, bugs. He was a superhero. He was a spaceman. He was a, he was a spaceman. He, he, was, he managed with those problems that he had. He managed. Yeah. I don't too. think I've seen the crazy Daffy cartoons. The, like, older, the older ones, he's, black he's unhinged. Uh-huh. Black and white, completely dangerous. Interesting. Yeah. Like you wouldn't want him driving a car. Oh no. No. He would kill you. Yeah. <laughs> and then he take would your just car. kill you. You know? Huh. <laughs> I'll have to check these out. Anyway. I think the closest they've done with him in a long, long time was in, in Roger Rabbit, in the piano duel with him and, and Donald. Him and Donald. Because yeah. they were insane, both of them were. And and he had the best line in that whole movie. <laughs> this is the last time I I refuse to work with someone who has a speech impediment. <laughs> <laughs> best line in the whole movie. Anyway. One more? Yes. Uh, you have been granted the ability to make one part of geek culture vanish completely. What do you want to see erased forever? Geek culture. Geek culture. So geek be culture. Could so be that could, that could be a franchise or behavior. Something. a behavior. Yeah. I'd say, for me, gatekeeping oh, has to go. That's what I was well going to say, too. Gatekeeping. Define it for people who don't. Uh, the, the, there, there are multiple definitions. Ryan's actually better versed in this than I am, but uh, the... The gatekeeper is the one who is there to make sure that the purity of the brand is on point oh, yeah. at Fuck all those times. Guys. So, so yep. oh, that's not canon, or you can't have back, girl Ghostbusters. You can't have girl Ghostbusters, yeah, and that's where gatekeeping guys. gets bad because yeah. you have somebody say, "You know what? You're not a real geek." Mad Max Fury Road. That's not real Mad. Whatever. Max. Whatever. Mad Max wasn't even the star. That wasn't a Mad Max movie. That's gatekeeping. Or saying, uh, "My favorite gatekeeper is the one that tells a woman that she." Uh, we Deborah Jensen's experienced this, where she goes mm-hmm. into to buy a comic book, and oh yeah, yeah, the guy behind the counter starts riddling her on her geek cred. Yep. it's the quizzing version that just yeah, kills the, me. The every quizzing single gatekeeper time. drives me up the fucking wall. Yeah, the, so uh, the only way that you can be a part of my fandom is if you know exactly as much as I do, and I'm going to yeah. find that one place where you're not as much, and then I can dismiss you, and, and you're not a real fan at that point. Mm-hmm. If I hate those guys. I mm-hmm. never got that point, because the only... I mean, why would you get mad at someone loving what you love? They might not love it as much as you, but yeah. because they love it, you might get more. Exactly. You might get the first gatekeeper. You know, that's why they, they were intimidated because it was the new pretty people sure. that were coming in. And and we've been in the shadows for so long. So all of a sudden, the bright, shiny people start coming and liking yeah. our things. Yeah. And some guys are like, you can't. It's mine. Mm. But know? the part about that that frustrates me is that, uh, you know, traditionally, the people that are a part of geek culture uh, may have had that experience in high school mm-hmm. where they were the ones that were put upon. So it's almost so like they're lashing out. It, the, the point yes. at which you turn into the oppressor, it's unconscionable. Mm-hmm. That yep. you would be the one to then totally. step in front like of somebody just, else's Just because you were abused as a child doesn't mean you abuse your children. So, sure. you know, yeah, break the cycle. Yeah, break the cycle. And I, th- and I think it was Deborah that, that said uh, the reason that they fight so hard is that they think that that's their identity. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. They don't. They and, don't. And it's being stolen. And if, it, so, you know, if somebody else yeah. shares it who who doesn't seem like they should be a part of the group, that uh, that that's how some somehow and, and, take it away from them. And, and, and re- our attitude was, hey, we're glad you finally woke up. Well, we Welcome s- to it. We saw, Come on we, in. We saw the gatekeepers, I think, at, at their worst in the last year uh, with, with Force Awakens. Uh, bad talking it because it's it's just not really Star Wars and I'm yeah. like actually it is Star Wars it and, is and welcome I'm I'm sorry that your expanded universe is gone but the worst of it all was the new Ghostbusters the Ghostbusters movie. haters because they, they were the ones yeah they determined that 
And they'll say that they started, the Ghostbusters people started it, by disrespecting the franchise or by being shitty to the fans. I'm like, no, 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 no that wasn't the case at all. You. you guys just decided that that Fuck wasn't all what you. you wanted. And yeah. you you actually, uh, as far as I'm concerned, destroyed our chances of getting more Ghostbusters movies. And missed well, out on a great one. Yeah. Well, we're not going to get another one with this cast. I know that. A good I, cast. We're going to get an animated film or TV series, Woo! I'm sure. But that's but, not what we want. No. I've got, I mean, like living proof. When I got... When Kat and I got married, she was not a geek. No. Like, you know, she was a funny, beautiful blonde girl. Mm-hmm. And then she just kind of rolled into it. Rolled into it. I mean, and what's great into it is that, like, what, speaking of Ghostbusters, uh, maybe three years ago or something like that, I was watching the original Ghostbusters. And she walked in. She goes, what's this? Because she didn't watch a lot of movies growing up. I go, it's Ghostbusters. She's like, I've never seen it. I go, sit down. And I just mm-hmm. hit rewind. And, you know, we watched it. You know, and she sat there and watched it and fell in love with it. And then uh, later on for... um. For the girl Ghostbusters, she fell in love with that too. Yeah. And then what do I get? I get my beautiful wife dressed up like a Ghostbuster. Oh. How fucking awesome is that for <laughs> for yep. her geek? That's a win. I mean, That's a win. Yep. I get I get the new Star Wars. My my daughter saw Force Awakens I think seventeen times in theaters. Yeah. I'm just wow. sitting there going, I remember this feeling. Yeah. I remember yeah. this feeling. And there are people that want to say, Why take that away no, from them? You can't do that. That's mine. Yeah. Or or you're not worthy. And and it is much worse for women. I mean It is. I kind of equate it for for us middle aged white guys sitting around a table talking about gatekeeping. It's not something we're really gonna experience. No one's gonna challenge our right. But we can give our opinion and say knock it the fuck off. Well, but I'm we'll, also not terrified when I get pulled over either. Absolutely. So I don't live point. in that world. But we we also though are peers to those people. Yeah. Those gatekeepers. So and saying, you know and to them we need to say to them we don't like you, uh, and stop doing what you're doing. I want to like you. Yeah, I want to like you, and I want to. I want to embrace and rejoice in these shows. But keep in mind, yeah, this supply and demand. Right, the more demand there is for it, the mm-hmm. more supply we're going to get. Don't so. don't tell people how to or how not to enjoy yeah. that thing. They're enjoying it the way that they want to. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you, you wouldn't tell a small child that he's playing with a toy wrong. <laughs> you know, yes, you would. Why would you tell anybody that they're doing something that they enjoy wrong? Toy cars don't drive no, we, on walls. We, <laughs> we said this. We, we said put this on the ground. We said this years ago about Twilight. Yeah, you know, a lot of people were harshing on Twilight, and whether or not you like those movies, let's not harsh on the people that do because yeah. we've said it before. If that's the gateway, yeah, to somebody digging on vampire movies or getting into horror movies or getting into science fiction or or whatever. It's not our place to judge them for that. Let's yeah. let's. There's a lot of room and for there, all of and, us to and, love this stuff. And let's be honest. There's there's probably something really shitty that you love. Yeah. That, well, that if we were to make fun of, it, you would have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go back to uh, uh, Comic Con. Um, it wasn't this one. I think it was Fan X when a lot of like the boy band guys came. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And I saw a lot of people like, why the fuck are they coming? Blah, 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 you know, that. And I was like. Why do you give a shit? If you don't care, just go to a different room. And you know how many thousands of people showed up at the show sure. because of that fandom. Yeah. It's, it's mm-hmm. a fandom like any other. If it's not one that you enjoy, that's fine. There's probably something else at the show for you to do oh, besides it's, it's yeah. a pretty make big fun building. of these people. Mm-hmm. It, it I would, absolutely is. I would also go to a panel with somebody like Joey Fatone, who's a huge science fiction geek and has done lots of robot chicken. And, mm-hmm. and you know, He's been a narrator on The Family Feud. A narrator on The Family Feud. <laughs> Yeah. That's what. That's the nerd thing that he would want oh, to nerd out about is family sure. feud, and no one would talk. As long as you, as long as you play it right, how do you narrate a family? <laughs> really, feud? really, all the way back <laughs> two shows ago. Yeah. Two. <laughs> uh, you. Uh, we got to wrap this up. Do you have uh, games for sure us? Sure do. Sir? Big week this week. 
Gears of War 4 comes out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Xbox One and PC exclusive. Um, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> the company that makes it is uh, Microsoft owned. So Epic Games used to make it, and then Microsoft bought the Gears of, Gears of War mm-hmm. IP from them. They go off to do their own things, and they kept some of the people on board and brought in a new team. Anyway, looks pretty cool. Make sure... When I talk about games, I want this to be clear. Um, the games that are coming out, this is in no way an endorsement to say go buy that game. You should absolutely check reviews out first, talk to someone who's played it, try it out yourself before you buy it. Mm-hmm. Games are expensive. They're like 60 bucks a piece 60 or, bucks. or more. Do you want a No Man's you, Sky experience? Exactly. Yeah. So check it out. If if you think you're going to like it after doing some research, yeah, go out and pick it up. But, also, not uh, a slam against No Man's Sky fans. Those of you that love it, I'm so happy yeah. you found something to enjoy with that If game. that's your thing, great. Yeah. Go play it. Uh, so Gears of War 4 is looking pretty cool. Um, and then this one, I think it's a bit of a sleeper. It's gotten some uh, coverage lately, but not very much. Mafia 3. Oh. So you guys probably have, you don't even talk, know what I'm talking about. No, I've heard of the Mafia games. So yeah. there's the Mafia 1 and 2 that came out, and they take place in the classic Mafia era mm-hmm. Al Capone yeah. timeline. Terry's kind of heard thing. of the Mafia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey. I, I was in them for a while. <laughs> I knew it. So Mafia 3, though, takes a different perspective. It, it moves things up to the 60s and 70s. Oh. Uh, and you play a uh, an African-American uh, Vietnam veteran who is, I can't remember, uh, I wish I could remember what town, what city it takes place in, but basically it looks like you're trying to, uh, you, you're competing against the mafia with your own. Trying to stake your own Your territory. own crew, yes. You're trying to stake out your own territory. Oh. And it looks really cool. Okay. So definitely right. wait for reviews, you know, check it out. But uh, it has a lot of potential, Mafia 3. Well, you're... And I've seen quite a few people saying, stop buying games when they're first released. I, Give them... I 100% agree with that because, yeah. uh, A, almost every game that comes out these days, AAA titles are buggy. Yeah. They need a patch or two it, before they're going to run good. Give it a week good. or two. And- give it a week or two to uh, calm for, for the developers to, to patch it, to get the servers online if it's a multiplayer game, get those rounded out, and then go in and check it out. But never pre-order a game. I don't know if I can say that enough. Uh, unless, you, unless you know for sure the team making it puts out quality stuff. Right. And you have a history of their games being really good. Or if you want like a collector's edition, whatever, that has like a cool statue or a tchotchke or something you want to get. Sure, go ahead and pre-order the games for that kind of stuff. But I would never recommend like pre-ordering a digital game because you don't get anything out of it besides possibly a bad game. And no trade-in possibility. And, and no trade-in possibility. Yep. Yep. So always, <laughs> no <man's guy>. <laughs> <laughs> always check things out before you go buy them. All right. That's it. That's it? I'm getting off my soapbox. Drops the game, Mike. All right. Perfect timing. Movies? Ghostbusters. Yeah. Answer the call. I am going to buy it. Yeah. The day it comes out. It's it's just that good. I I pre-ordered it in August, and uh, as of this recording, I think I've already seen it a couple times. (laughs) (laughs) The Um, the Ghostbusters gatekeepers. I think they are probably the worst ones. They're they're still harping on that movie. Yeah. Fuck those guys. and, and, And they are on any... If you go onto any news site that's talking about the new release mm-hmm. uh, on home video, they're on those mess. Or they're on those comments too. Still after it, after they yeah. already won, yeah. the studio said no more. Yeah, and I've actually talked to people who have said, "Oh, I didn't see it because my friends, my friend said that it sucked or yeah. that it wasn't Don't worth seeing." You them. missed a great movie. Yeah, uh, not such a great movie. There's some good action in it, but The Legend of Tarzan is. Uh, uh, this now. is the. Um, it's Skarsgård. Skarsgård. Alexander Skarsgård. Yep. Yeah, that's right. 
It was all right. Uh, Marco Robbie's in it. She isn't. She's, she's, she's good at it, too. Um, Ice Age Collision Course. They're still making those. Sorry. <laughs> uh, electronic Babysitter. The Collection Edition of The Thing is now on Blu-ray. Ooh. Now, that's a good one. So what What? What do we get with the collect, Collector's Edition? Is I, it? Is I, it the original? I think it attacks your dog. The black, the black, <laughs> is it the original Black and White and John Carpenter? No, it's just the John Carpenter one. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. That just, was... Uh, that was... Uh, the guy from Gunsmoke, James Arnaz. James Arnaz was, was the, the thing, thing in, yeah. in the original. In the 50s. Yeah. You get a collector's edition of Carrie, the original oh, Sissy yeah. Spacek. Yeah, that's a good movie. It really helped me understand my period. It really helped me understand dating. <laughs> and dating. Like, not dating. Like, yeah, and not we'll, dating. You learned how to dump a bucket of blood on William Cat's head. Actually taught me a lot about religion. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Come to your closet and pray and ask to be forgiven. Now that you say that. Your, your dirty pillows. I think that was one of my first introductions to that aspect of being a woman when I read that Stephen King oh, book. Oh, yeah? yeah? Religion? Like, no, no, no. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, that time of the month. Yeah. I'm, I'm still not clear. What are you? Right. You're, if you're you ta- don't know, I'm not going to tell he, you. He blocked it out of his, <laughs> yeah, it out of his mind. It's, bl- my, it's my Blues Brothers it's 2000. It's right. the, the, week, <laughs> the week that Aunt Flo comes. Uh, oh, you're talking about menstrual cycles. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. that. Why would you one? not yeah. just say that? Yeah, uh, it's, cause, it's, cause it's easy enough. I can't do it. It's simple biology, Tony. I know. I'm afraid of it. Okay. We're going to have to talk after the show. Uh, a new criterion is uh, for Boyhood. The mm. the movie, I saw a joke the other day. It was like nominations for uh, award movies. It said, uh, was it the nominees for best movie shot over 30 years and no one died? Oh, yeah. Boyhood. That's <laughs> that the is one. all. That's the one. <laughs> you mean Boyhood? I actually liked it. I <laughs> was bored by it. Right? <laughs> I, couldn't, yeah. I couldn't tell from the it's nickname. W- it's you one of those movies it. like I liked it, but I wouldn't watch it again. No. So I halfway through it said, "God, I wish I hadn't started this." <laughs> what uh, have I done? Yeah. Brian Cranston is in the Infiltrator, which was all right. It's Brian Cranston. You kind of re- watch him read the phone book, but yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I watched him read Godzilla <laughs> <laughs> only for the first half. Uh, Carrie, your series Hannibal is oh. now the complete series one through three. Hello, you guys. So pretty. You didn't watch this show when it was on. Curse you, because uh, we could have got more, but we got three glorious seasons and the 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 oh season two. They're all different. Have you given up hope on Netflix? Re- oh, I, resurrecting. I think Mr. Fuller is too busy, and uh, well, for now, we we yeah. had that kind of explained with another show with Agent Carter. Mm-hmm. That network shows are really hard for Netflix to pick up. They can they can distribute it and show what's already been done, but as far as making new episodes, it's really hard because international Netflix is international, mm-hmm. and there's already distribution deals everywhere else in the world that Netflix can't touch. So they can't do a new show or a new season of a show that's already existing because distribution deals yeah. everywhere else screw it up. Why are you crushing my dreams? I want, <laughs> I, I I want, want to. I want here's, that final season. Here's the thing about that show is that if you're if you like me. I mean, you watch Mad, Mads Mikkelsen's performance, and he's amazing. But I do have a hard time understanding him. Sometimes his accent is a little weird and thick. So I, I turn on the closed captioning. Oh man, there's some beautiful words in this mm-hmm. in this show. This oh. this show is so well written. You I should, thought we were still talking about Agent Carter for a second. You should uh, <laughs> you should actually turn the closed captioning on for everything because there's stuff that like the background conversations that you can't even hear. Yeah. That's all on the closed captioning, so you, I, you I, get a whole different show. I, I need to do I don't a, watch I, TV to read. Yeah, I need to do that with Mister Robot. Actually, isn't right. it a, oh, that show so cool? Mads Mikkelsen isn't he the villain in Doctor Strange? Yes, he's one of them. Yes, okay. that's cool. Yes, that's it for me. That's it. All right, let's uh, let's wrap this up, Brian. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun. Uh, what you? 
No, oh. I did it last time. I can't believe your favorite song came on right well, as one the of show them. was wrapping Just up. as it was ending, what, what would you like to, huh? as, as the vegan, would you like to something more ham? Oh, um, <laughs> please be compassionate to more ham. <laughs> <laughs> there you go.